feel automatically 11 times more like a douchebag having to do this in person. But you know, I can see you when you're doing it. We only ever do it in person. That's why I had to do the... You didn't always do it, I did. I went from the episode one, I basically From episode one, you loosened up later. <laughs> that Bob is dead. Here we are once again, everybody, and welcome. Stop! Stop! <laughs> Here we are, Abe. Cast Iron Brains. A very special episode of a podcast we've recorded many times, but never in person. My name is Bob, sitting across the way from my good friend and co-host, and not... 437 miles away, as is tradition, but literally literally across the way from my good friend and co-host, that's Abe. How you doing tonight, Abe? Doing well, Bob. Yeah, here we are. Lori's here, too. How you doing, Lori? feel very weird. It does feel weird. Is it the college dorm uh, no, th- setting? No. Or just, it's we're all I've got a per- tapestry yeah. on the ceiling now? It, yeah, it's because of Abe being LEDs. here and also it being the same news as 10 years ago. That That is true, So yeah. it's like, I feel like this is all your fault. <laughs> we're like in a time loop and we're back to it. Same cat. Goddamn Fred is still here. <laughs> a full 11 years later. Today is Saturday, August the 14th, 2021, the day after both my niece's and my grandfather's birthday, so happy birthday to them, both big-time fans and listeners of the show. So we have, we generally record on Mondays, sometimes it shifts, but usually during the week. Usually Mondays, sure. Um, And there was always someone's birthday, and now we shift to (gasps) Saturday, and... But oh, we missed it. Yeah, we, we missed, missed it. it. Right. Okay. It's a day. Yeah, but it's always oh, some sort of birthday. Like should have recorded up. last night. Should right. Have, you should have gotten out of the car last night and rolled right down to we the. We just basement. like to give acknowledgments. <laughs> yeah. To people who don't listen. To people who don't listen. Yeah. yeah. Does it even matter if they do? Like no. that doesn't count. I would count. rather that my yeah. four-year-old niece did not listen to this podcast. Probably. <laughs> For the best. Doesn't this have a uh, MA rating on all of the podcast services? They're all explicit. Or explicit. We've never gone more than uh, three and no. a half minutes. I've been keeping There's a track. Lot of cursing. I've never gone more than three and a half minutes on the show without saying a terrible word. Uh, to say nothing of the actual content yeah. of the things coming out of my That's mouth. That's the real problem. So a few weeks ago, Lori expressed that she was unable to properly explain what our podcast was all about. To other people. In fact, she told me. No, that, I'm not unable to do that. I just don't like saying what it is. Right. So Lori said, I don't like having to explain to people that uh, my husband's podcast is about he doesn't think there's racism anymore. Yeah, it's about <laughs> it's about how cancel culture sucks and uh, why is everything got to be about racism? And then I changed it to. The podcast is about how my husband hates everything except Michael Jordan. Which would be fairly... Which accurate. I think is fair. I think yeah. it's... I think yeah. just judging... Well, I reject uh, that particular description <laughs> Do you of not the show. like Michael Jordan? I'm a, a, I'm a great long-time, okay. lifetime even fan what of Michael Jordan. What else do you Jordan. like? Low character, man. Lots of other things. Mm. Anyway, I reached out to our uh, vast audience oh, yeah. of listeners... <laughs> And I said... That's a, is that vast a plug for your next project yeah, there? maybe. I asked them to describe Cast Iron Brains 
to me in a sentence or two. What do we do? What do we talk about? How would you briefly explain the show to someone who is asking what it's all about? I've gotten a number of responses already, and anyone else who is listening and would like to respond to that question, feel free to uh, send us an email, brainironpodcast at gmail.com, or in all likelihood, you know me, you have my phone number, you can just text it to me. Bonus, if you can find a way to explain it to a wealthy, middle-aged person who gets their hair cut by me. In a a county so blue that... yeah. In a city so blue that like ninety percent of us voted against Trump in the last election. Yeah, like it's it's a hard. It's not that I'm trying to sell it to them. It's that it's hard for me to tell people what it's about without either lying or being honest. Right. <laughs> so it's it's tough. Yeah, and whenever anybody has asked me to describe what the podcast is, I usually just say, oh, no, you don't want to listen right. to yeah, it. Yeah, that's it's sometimes fine. what I say. <laughs> sometimes that's the easy part. I say, I'm not even going to tell you what it's called so that you'll never find it. Right. Have you ever had to describe the podcast to anyone? No. Um, and, it's a, It's no wonder that we have such a wide and vast audience. <laughs> There's a, Lori's embarrassed to describe it. I would prefer no one actually find out that I have a podcast. There's a 50-50 chance that like most of my siblings don't know I do a podcast, let alone two. Never mind two. Yeah, so yeah. it never comes up. But, you know, like it is hard to like, – I mean the, the, the most basic – way to describe it would not be very helpful which is basically just like friends talking about current events but right. like no but you're, you're not... you guys talk about sports right so you say yeah some guys talking about sports and right, stuff right right no, yeah i was just saying like t- if we're trying but to describe this one. this one this one it would be basically just like good friends talking about current events whatever just wi- you know right also com- comes across them. my co-host just thinks everyone is always wrong about everything and he's, and only he's ever, actually yeah. the only one he's right the about only everything one right about anything <laughs> oh so your co-host is like <laughs> Incredible blowhard <laughs> yeah. asshole. Well, yeah, but like he means well, yeah. and it's kind of funny. Is the co-host funny. Donald Trump? Like, <laughs> no, I know why you think that right, from like, what no. I described, but but fortunately or unfortunately, it's not right. But if you can consume the NPR shows and whatever Bob does, you you would eventually reach similar conclusions. Perhaps. But most people are smart enough to just avoid those things. It's just right. like I'm not going to listen to. But I did want to read. I got so I'll read two tonight because I got a handful of them. We'll go through them maybe over the next few weeks, and then again, if anybody wants to send in, what the fuck else do we have to do tonight? Why can't we just do this all tonight? Description of the show. Well, because that. What kind of a podcast is me reading eleven different descriptions of the show well, from my 11? friends? <laughs> I didn't say they all listen. I just okay. said that they were all willing to <laughs> describe it to me. Uh, maybe you don't need to actually listen to know what it is that I'm on about here, but. Uh, All right, so this comes from uh, listener Brian. All right. Nice and succinct. Bob and Abe discuss and or solve the most difficult political and cultural problems of the day, while Lori lovingly rolls her eyes. (laughs) Brian's Brian's great. And it's an audio format, so you can can feel the eyes rolling. That's right. I think that's a pretty good description there. Although we don't solve much. I mean, we... Give no, that's Brian's solutions, that's but nobody Brian's takes us take, up on which it. Which I right. accept because Brian is great. All right, and this is from uh, you know our opening and closing themes. We'll get to this later. Obviously, they're composed by Mark Gillig. This comes from Gillig, so this is you know I say nice things about him. Maybe he wants to say nice things about us. This says Cast Iron Brains is a podcast in which the primary host, 
not sure who yeah. he means by that, <laughs> uh, provides the correct take on current issues in which there are all sorts of annoying takes 95% of the time. His good friend and co-host agrees and bolsters his position in all of those cases, except for that other 5% of the time in which he pushes back a bit on the primary host with them ulti- ultimately achieving a fairly satisfying compromise usually. Lori interjects with other thoughts and assorted quips that make me la- LOL at least 70% of the time. Altogether, it's a beautiful podcast, probably the best one. Look at that. These are people who like you. Yeah. Is the problem. That is a, it's a pretty serious problem. But who would listen to the show if they didn't yeah. either like me or have like a constant visceral distaste? But they already knew you before the show. That's true. We should ask my mom. My mom should should go ahead yeah, and text Bob. Yeah, she listens, Bob. right? Yeah, send yeah. us an email. No, no, no. Just text Bob. because Describe the show in two sentences. Yeah, describe it. Actually, Mom, text us what you would describe it as to your friends. She wouldn't describe the show to her friends. No, but that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> that's that's my problem is because her friends are literally my clients. Right. So what does your husband do? He stays home with the kids. Well, the kids are going back to school. What's he going to do then? Like, okay. <laughs> He's okay. going to find more news okay. to hate <laughs> and then yell about. Okay. He's really good at cleaning the house. And yeah, those are my friends. Although it's worth pointing out, and maybe this is a topic of discussion, and since you're here, an unusual situation. Yeah. Today happens to be the five-year anniversary of basically the last time that I got together with Mark and our mutual friend Jerry. They Mark and Jerry are like best buds going man. way back. Thousand Man Jerry, the surprisingly handsome Jerry. Yeah. Also a listener to the show, but he never responded to Hasn't a, responded yet. Asshole. Why do you do that to Didn't, people? Well, hasn't responded it was, yet. It was weeks ago, Jerry. <laughs> he was busy being handsome and such. Yes. He's um, actually literally very busy being handsome. Yeah. He's like traveling all over <laughs> the East it. Coast being handsome all he over the place. He spent a week in Philadelphia. You can't be that busy if you elected to spend a week in Philadelphia. Someone's got to be handsome Your in Philadelphia. hatred for Philadelphia. <laughs> I do. I have a strong hatred for Philadelphia. I don't think we've discussed on the show, actually. Do you hate something? My brother Andrew, <laughs> my brother Andrew uh, was living in D.C. and... Uh, they went to remote work in the last year and like many people change, yeah. right? And so he and his girlfriend both work at the same office, and they could choose to go back to work or they could choose to stay remote now. And they both have chosen to stay remote because working out of the apartment worked out for them. Uh, but what they realized is that there's no reason to stay in the D.C. area any longer and pay D.C. rent rates right. if you don't have to actually ever go into the office. Right. So they have the entirety of the United States, nay, the world, open and available to them to go moving out into. And I believe that they've settled on ending up in Philadelphia, right. which is just they not, utterly inexplicable not to Not randomly, from what I gather. It's not random. They have some roots. Or, some right. people like their families. Right. No, I like my family just fine, but uh, you just don't want to be not enough them. to want to live in New Jersey <laughs> or Philadelphia, for example. <laughs> Anyway, maybe reconsider, guys. They did. They, they they went traveling all over the United States. They they've seen the uh, Pacific Northwest on this trip. They've seen Southern California. Maybe they figured out that Philadelphia won't be the perfect maybe ending they, destination for them whatever. on this trip. Maybe they caught- there are, like I would ro- if you said you can live in Philly or anywhere else. Roll the dice. I'd probably choose Philly. Perhaps they caught the the Pacific Northwest and the West 
during the fires and the mm. extreme heat, they're like, fuck it, let's just go back east. It's all the same. I would, I would not, like, Philly, I'll, I'll take Philly. <laughs> I've said this many times, but anywhere from like an hour north of here, like, so, so basically DC, Philly, New York, like yeah. anywhere in that region, I cannot, there's not an amount of money. Like, I just, like, you cannot say, okay, here you have a free house to go live in, uh, rent free, uh, the way that you've, basically been living the last few years yeah. since your wife is making all the money but that it's just not a choice that i would make anyway the somehow we got sidetracked it's been five years since i like really hung out with mark and jerry and then so i saw but i, I did see them a couple of years ago briefly for an i drove up for a smashing pumpkins concert and we spent half a day together nice but it's like Basically, we hung out on the internet. Yeah, we spent a lot of time on the internet, but we don't ever really get together, uh, which is it's all like our fault. It's, I'm not saying that no, it's not our it's fault. Just life. It's just It's we're very busy and no. and I mean not poor. And but people like, live we can't in different places. Yeah, go th- places and do things. Yeah, well, I was having a conversation because I saw Brian, as I've mentioned. I think we saw Brian and family a couple weeks ago up at my mom's, and I was listening to horror stories as told by one of his sisters about another of his sister's dating life, like listening to her recount her sister's horrible dates. Online dating stuff? or Right, like online and then real life life, meetups. Yeah. Yeah. Is a weirdo Catholic thing where like she ended up... Oh. She ended up on a date with a guy who, I don't know, very neurotic. I mean, believe it or not, the weirdo Catholic turned out to be a weirdo neurotic <laughs> person who like needed her to go to the 24 hour pharmacy to pick up Pepto medicine or something. Well, uh, I don't think that makes anyone yeah, neurotic or weird. Sometimes you need Pepto. He said something about needing special dietary requirements. And then the selection was to like go to Applebee's to get wings or something. And then <laughs> needed to go to the emergency room because of acid reflux. Whoever told uh, the story is going to be annoyed with how you're telling the story right I'm sh- now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, you think you're slightly unfair to... I'm not being unfair to the man. The right. man just, in the scenario You're just telling was, a story very poorly because it's not your story right, to tell. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. The point is, I was thinking in that moment, I was imagining my wife dying. Uh, and, <laughs> and what I would do in the, in the aftermath of that is I would just be forever alone. Like I would much prefer. Would what about that what if to ever you having to go on a date Michael Jordan ever again? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. Well, Michael he, and I would not do well under. He one would roof. be a headache. Yeah, let's I bet recognize on, that. Let's bet on what I like about Michael Jordan is what a nightmare he would be to yeah. live with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but like, oh, my favorite thing about Michael Jordan is the unrepentant, competitive asshole that lives at his core, where all he wants to do is win the thing. Right. right? That, that's what I want out of an athlete. It's not what I want out of a spouse. Uh, clearly. Or, or a, <laughs> <laughs> or a fellow human being yeah. uh, in the general it's population. That you. Right. But on the championship basketball right. floor, that's what I sure. fucking want. He's really good at that. He's terrible sure. in well, every other no, I don't go for the other right, thing. Right. I want him right. for the, the 48 minutes on the basketball right. floor. You don't like anyone. It's a problem. No. I don't. And I said to Brian, like, I haven't even made. Like a casual friendship in, like, in five you, years. You're friends with Kristen? Well, sure, but that's just like that's parents in the neighborhood that's whose our friend. kids go to school together. But that's it, a casual friend. But also, that's typical. That's I mean, once you clear thirty, all of the typical opportunities to meet friends are yeah. 
Unless you start the, a new job. Right. And and even then, usually I don't, you know. Yeah, so, they're, they're your friend right, at work. It's unfathomable, unfathomable to me that I would, like, start a job and then become buds with somebody. Like, yeah, right. I'd see them every day at work or whatever, yeah. but we wouldn't be friends. Right. And I always try to avoid that at work whenever right. people want to. Because at lunch, I don't want to be left you alone. You know enough people right. already. Right. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, Or at least whatever the, dropped. whatever the number is, like, I'm happy with these people right yeah. if i want to go hang out on the weekend or meet somebody in a few months i can figure that out but i don't want to you know to any- me, but it is limiting right like it's not like you met all of the best people that you're going to meet by the time saying. you're no. 22 no but that's not you've met enough people At, growing up and moving around there's always like the same t- like maybe i just gravitate to the same type of person yeah. You know, there was like a Polish person that was like you. There was, there was a Polish <laughs> bomb yeah, in, yeah, in Canada, and, and there in was Canada. Like, yeah. Oh, there was a lot of yeah. The only was, Canadian who's anything like me turned out to be a Polak. <laughs> Which I guess is a, I think that's like a term that's falling out of favor now. That was a very Can you not common say Polak? back in. The, uh, there was like a NFL on Fox, whatever. Somebody just like they were like color commentary. Like he was just being friendly with the guy. Right. He was doing this shit, and then they came after a yeah, commercial. Yeah, you're supposed to say pole, is it and pole? he's like. I, ooh, I, I said something. I meant nothing by that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize but, it was the derogatory But no, it's term. not. It's just somebody complains and, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I, at least I didn't call him a dinger. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> but reg- <laughs> regardless, I don't, I, I never thought, man, I could use another, like, you know, some. No, never. Bring some new life to this. No, uh, no, 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 right, no. But see, but that makes me feel like I'm doing a bad job of maintaining the current friendships that I do have. Right. Right. No. So that's what I mean by like, I've. So, like, if I made a point, so a few years ago, I made a point when I got, I don't know if it was the 2018 tax return or something, but I took, like, $1,000, and I said, I'm going to take this $1,000 out of this tax return, and I'm going to go to Atlanta at the end of August or September or whatever it was that year. Yeah. And my brother and I are going to go to a couple Braves games. He's going to get us a hotel room. We ended up meeting up with you and Mike D and Naveed and Tyler, and I think even B. Jones came out uh, for one of the games. We had a great time, right? Um, but like, I can count on one hand that time, right? Yeah, the time that I went to DC to meet up with Mark and Jerry, right? And then like convincing Brian and Becky to come down with their kids to get together for a beach day, like that's basically it. Right, but that's like a good, you know, in a in a this is pandemic notwithstanding, but sure. just like in pandemic a stuff, yes. normal, you, you know, you can... Like, and you're living 600 plus miles away from all these people. Right, and right. Abe has done a very phenomenal job as a consistent friend of driving up here once or twice right. even Basically, a like year. Once, yeah, once or twice if there's like some sort of race or whatever, like come up here or like with the other, like the Indian friends that I know from back in the day, we would... We didn't do anything go on a trip. last year. Go like on a yearly trip somewhere. Just like something to where like it's low effort. Everybody has different circumstances. Some people are in the CIA. Yeah, some people have kids. you just say like this weekend yeah. we're doing a let's thing. Let's go to Denver or let's go to whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, you know. It's hard some... for you to do that because I have to work. Right. You have to work and it feels weird for me to be like I'm going to take $1,000. It shouldn't feel weird. It's just it. hard. It's, right. You know, right. But, but takes... Or you could just go to, you know, like. I come up, or you know, there's other people that come up and visit you. Yeah. yeah. So right. basically, it's like whatever works. But you, I think a lot of people do that, where they just like, okay, I'm gonna carve out like a weekend a year or two twice a year or whatever. If you live closer, maybe more frequent. But if you're like across the country or, or long drives away, yeah, some sort but of I thing. I don't want to turn into like a make this a luddite sort of conversation, but I do feel like the 
sort of casual way that we're able to have connection with one another, whether it's on social media or right. even on the group chats where it's it's this sort of simulacrum of closeness right. that like it feels good to be in a group chat with your whole yeah. family and you can go back and forth. But right. it is not the same as no, living within a hundred miles no. of one another but what and, would happen and if two we or didn't three times that. a quarter getting together and having dinner. Yeah. If you didn't have the group chat, then you would if it was 30 years ago and it was long distance phone calls you would just have lost touch with them right. that's it they would just fall through it. the cracks so yeah. 30 yeah. years ago our family wouldn't have split up to the ends of the country in all likelihood but like my for example my dad's entire family basically still lives within yeah but uh, 50 miles of each would, other in Atlanta but I don't think that it would be that different in terms of job prospects right now 30 years ago but what are the job pro- I don't understand the job prospects I still have the job that I, you know, like I think that yeah, but any and, and, and that's like the main driver for why people live. You know, people can have why been people live based live in Atlanta, and, but then now they're in Austin or in, in Dallas or yeah, you know now, Seattle after a because of pandemic. work. Yeah, and, and yeah, but I think basically it's like that's not on the table. But what is basically is trying to keep in touch through like group messaging and then yeah. try to like when people can meet up yeah you would have lost touch and they would have been like oh my gosh you have two kids wow right like you just would have we would have just that is true yeah. lost touch right and then maybe once in a while like you mail a letter and it's like hey we should spend a couple hours on the phone and catch up right which yeah. is what the old people say when i say friends are coming they're like oh you'll catch up I'm like well we're pretty caught, caught up, up. We right. we're just hanging out literally yeah. talk all yeah, day right. <laughs> but Basically just hanging out, yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's nice to be in the same place. But it's it's nice, right? And this year we we spent more time with your family on the internet than we ever have before in real life. What do you mean, just like with Zoom stuff? Yeah, because everyone was stuck at home with us. Like now they're all back out doing stuff again. That's true. Because I started I started that poker game and we played poker a couple times did, a month you know, for a while. Numbers of other nights with your brother. Sure. And your whole family on Zoom, which normally that wouldn't have happened. Right. Because I mean, but the thing that lives. I'm complaining about is that I don't want to live in the most heavily, densely populated portion of the country. In other words, where half my family is. Right. Uh, at the same time that I'm bemoaning uh, the lack of friends that I have in this particular portion of the country. You're not really bemoaning your lack of friends, I don't think. No, I, I'm, it's not like I... Right, <laughs> you I don't, like it. Right, I don't want to have... But there are people that do want like more or just or at least expand their Yeah, there are people that are like, oh, i got to find people right. that are just like me. Right. And, and, and some of the... <laughs> I mean, you, you guys are married. I'm not... But I have like zero interest in. I'm just like, just leave me alone. That's right. been my <laughs> mission statement. Just leave me alone. But like, some of my like half of my friends are still. This is Abe <laughs> talking to his balls right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> balls could sue the host. <laughs> they would have a long time ago. But like one of my good friends, he he, you know, we're the same similar age, you know, uh, pushing forty, and he still wants like he. Mm. he so um, it, it's tricky. just like it is a going back to the Catholic situation or whatever. This person's not Catholic, but it's even if you're not a Catholic sect situation, it's still kind of a mess. Like right. I would not want anybody to be out there interacting with people because whomever is still out there is a little off. Yeah, the notion of right. So that's where you have you have to just start. You have to close your pool down to just divorcees. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like anybody who's been single for forty years. Right. That's probably not right. a, a tree no, worth bargaining right. up. Right. You shouldn't swear them off. Well, you don't want to swear them but, off, but 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 generally there could be like the 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 la- and usually I'll meet the people that you know because hey, this is my new girl right. and 
they seem fine on the first day, and then they'll say something random, like, I don't like mushrooms, and it's like, oh, fuck. And then it's never <laughs> just mushrooms. For you, huh? And it's like everything. Mushrooms is, is code for Polak, right. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a lot of just random things, and then the whole thing falls apart within a month, and then the process begins anew, and it's just like, ugh. I just... I like it makes me feel physically nauseous to imagine like having to get as as I sit yes, here talking about that not, not the case? having no but like having to get to know somebody new like I could get excited about like I don't know I mean we met when I was fucking twenty right yeah I but forced that was, you to like me right and also it was like the right setting you know in yeah, the yeah I literally yeah. worked where right. you worked right. and was like hey. Right. You're going to pay attention to right. me now. Captive audience. I'm Where are you super going? obnoxious. <laughs> right. And that that's like the good, like, uh, fertile ground for, you know, because, like, you're spending time together. Yeah, you It's kind of low do. stakes, and then you can kind of move from that. But it's yeah, just I mean, like, I know let's go how on people a, do right? it. But, yeah, like, having to go out in there and, like, do dating. Right. And, like, and it's like what the, where the explicit purpose is, like, yeah. let's no, get can... to know one another to figure right. out whether or not we want to spend the next 20 or 30 or right. 40 years together you, is insane. You would yeah. yeah, you would think it would be a, a. I'm sure some people have already done this, but basically do like group stuff and then work your way in instead of. Come oh, here. Look, oh, hello, Come boy. Here. Come here. You what? I clogged it. With a giant dump, you, you clogged the toilet. Had a boy. What did you do? I clogged the toilet. Mellow mushrooms. With what? Stripes again. <laughs> <laughs> you need me to solve yes. the problem. Yes. <laughs> I'll be right back then. How long have we lived in this house? Five years? Five years. We've never fixed the toilet, the main toilet in the main hallway. It, I got the thing for it. You, you keep, no. Is it a weak flush? Oh, I'm so mad so at you right it, now. You flush it because once. Because I've been saying. And it won't do it. No. Or it does I, it once, but it. you can't do it again. Stop it. <laughs> Why are you mad at me? Because I bought the thing and you were like, the toilet's fine. And I was like, it's not fine. Oh, you're welcome to fix it. I don't know what to do what with do you it. I know what to do. It's a flapper valve. It just needs a new, a fill valve, not a flapper valve. It's a fill valve. I'll fix it tomorrow now that you're finally convinced there's something wrong no, with I it. No, I knew there was something wrong. No, I was were... coming downstairs to say we've lived in this house for five years and have never properly fixed the main toilet in, okay. the, in the main Part hall of the, of the reason house. for that is because you were in denial that there was something I was to in be fixed. Denial. <laughs> I knew all along that there was a problem. <laughs> but anyway, the point is I might have, I might anyway, have the cleared point is, the clog. Bob, Bob's glad I'm not dead. I might have cleared <laughs> Who the... Who would fix the toilet? That's what's going to prompt you to get like a fucking bullshit. <laughs> we'll do a live. I'm going to need to find a woman. I might have cleared the clog, but I can't prove it because I can't flush yeah, the toilet sure for another fine. 90 seconds. Oh, hi, Fred. Fucking cat coming and going. Oh, she's so cute. People don't respect this uh, curtain. She set put up. her little face under. <laughs> Anyway, what the fuck is happening? I'm glad the wife's not dead, so that I don't have to find another one. Some people are very good at that, though. People they'll divorce, and it's like two minutes later, it's like, who's this new woman or this new man? It's just like some people desperately need to be in a coupled situation. Some people are also just very appealing to other people. Right, not my problem. No, (laughs) but they're also willing. They go out to places to meet people, which is kind of half the battle. Anyway, what else can we talk about tonight? Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah, a lot to say about Afghanistan. It's bad news. Haiti. Haiti had an earthquake. Should we chuckle for an hour about an earthquake in Haiti just for, for old time's sake? Time Was sake? it yeah. the whole hour? It was like 
We spent like an hour laughing. We were young I there. We, we were turning 30. We, were we different doing the, the, like the death equivalency rate yes. at that point? Like yes. how many Haitians does it take yes. to equal one American in terms yes, of... Yes, yeah. that's what... I mean, See, we were laughing because what can you Uigers do besides The Uyghurs are still laugh? being prosecuted but the in thing China is, that's as why well. There, this is proof persecuted. positive that there is no uh, just God out there. Oh, this is Oh, good. It? A child come came back. Come here. Come here. Come here. Say that again. How do you put this bookmark on? So it has that flip. Yeah, what you could do is just go like that. No, unacceptable. So you find just another page and you clip it like that. Oh. Okay. Neat. Oh. It's a good thing to get out of bed to find out how bookmarks work. (laughs) They're writing that questions to. That's the smart one. (laughs) (laughs) She's so smart that she knows how to. uh, Play dumb, <laughs> but I was saying, like, this is uh, you'll know that there is no just God out there because Haiti experienced a devastating earthquake. We were flippant and uh, nonchalant about it for our podcast the last time we did it, and then our lives have gone on and improved, and nothing bad has happened to us. And they have experienced another earthquake. Abe, I don't know. NPR has gotten a lot worse in the last few years, which feels like a great personal <laughs> insult right. to me personally. It's a toss-up yeah. between their experience <laughs> and <right>. yours. <laughs> but it, it, it's it's crazy how... What would a just God do with his most recent 7.2 mag I, earthquake? I would say if if I were at that position, the just God chair, I would... Distrib- if, if, you know, if bad things have to happen, right? Sure. There's no Obviously. other way around it. I would distribute it a little better. I wouldn't concentrate on, on the poorest country on the Western Hemisphere. Fair. And on the Afghanistan front, it's odd how there were only – everything was fine or at least quiet off the front page with 2,500 people just kind of right. well, mulling but then around. Biden decides he needs to be the guy right. who gets to say the thing, which is that I pulled all of our troops out of Afghanistan. Right. Which is funny because that's just what Donald Trump wanted to be right. until the generals Total, and talked whatnot out talked of him it. out and, of it. And right. they – succeeded in doing so and 2500 people kept the peace pulled those out the bottom falls out and now we're gonna go 5000 in to just finish but just it. as a police force right. just, to, just to get out to help right. evacuate to get everyone out. else right it's just like wow maybe the 2500 would have it's such a bummer it's like an unforced error. i mean it's a shame that 20 years in the whole thing would fall apart as soon as you leave so basically right. so, you know what the but then what is not to say that we have to have what the right option is, which, you know, I don't know that could, could, Team could, America World Police should be in charge of propping up a foreign government to make they, sure they don't that. don't even want it. But the thing is, at 2500, why is the clock still running? I mean, there are more than that in Germany and, and Purely Korea. Purely for political right? reasons so at home. So say, uh, do a ribbon cutting, the war is over, right? We did that. It was mission accomplished. Right, no, that was the other that country, Iraq, right? Yeah. But oh. in this country, they should just do ribbon cutting, but everything else stays the same, right? And people just move on. Because it, it, when you're at 2,500, it's not really a war. You're just kind of just patrolling certain locations and just kind of guarding certain buildings. Right. And if you just don't call it a war anymore, it's no longer an active war. Could this have anything to do – so this is going to seem like an ornery sort of right-winger standard issue take. But I will present it as a question instead of presenting it as my take. Right-wingers are sometimes right, but go yeah. on. So could the collapse of America's sort of internal 
moral authority have something to do with our unwillingness to prop up a foreign government to avoid letting uh, an unabashedly uh, regressive Taliban regime take back over? Like there, were, you know, they won't be educating girls. There won't be. Right. They won't be. Right. Like it's all going to throw back to the way that it was, like the seventh century or something. Right. And could our utter unwillingness to stand up for the progress that we've made as a civilization here, uh, whether you call it Western civilization or just American political and civil civilization uh, in terms of the political and civil rights of everyone, right. uh, the gay rights battle, it's largely been won at this point right. to the point where they have to keep moving the goalposts and changing who it is the battle is for. Right. Uh, uh, the women's, they got the vote, they got jobs, they got equal pay for equal work sort of we're, we're on our way anyway despite all that uh the sort of activist left wing of the progressive whatever the progressive end of the political spectrum insists that we are still this doomed uh white supremacist patriarchal society that is oppressing the vast majority of the minority class has that fact seeped into enough of the mainstream to give us this sort of collective malaise about our ability to influence for good on the world stage? Maybe. Yeah, like who are we to tell people how to do things? Uh, Clearly we can't fucking do it. Right, and also, like, I mean, if you're going in for a specific military goal and then you try to expand and try to make it into, like, well... They're treating people, you know, against our values. That second part, you can say that about a lot of countries, right? So then, could, what would be the right? But we're not. In, so we are in a lot of countries, but right. we aren't currently propping up a government that is keeping the Taliban at bay right. from the streets of Kabul. Right. Uh, right. But basically, you, you know, the argument is like if you're no, if there's no longer a military purpose for the government in the United States. You're just here like on a humanitarian well, you say kind no of purpose. Longer, not to argue the hawk side here, right. but you say there's no longer a military purpose. With the Taliban back in charge in Afghanistan, right. we will see terror cells, like we will, we will see again these regional warlords that are able to create terror cells to build up a force like Al-Qaeda built up but in the in the time before 9-11. The, right? Uh, right. I think the opportunity will be there for that to happen, but do you not think that was that a success? I mean, it, it's not like as much money as we spent, we're still not bankrupt. Uh, like the Middle East did not galvanize around the cause. Like, look, what, what was. So then what do we do? Uh, we no, just sit back like, and wait for the no, terror cells to. Re- I, I think the Taliban will still be shitty. It'll be isolated in their, you know, in, in the borders of Afghanistan, maybe some cross border stuff. But. The concern of like another Al Qaeda, where they're kind of aiding and abetting somebody to launch attacks against like Western countries, I think the risk of that, I don't at this point, I don't see because like it didn't really work the last time. So what what's the point of doing all of that again? I'm not. I don't know that there's a point of doing all of that again, and I don't know that if you if you travel back to the immediate aftermath of 9/11 and you say, okay, what do we do? We know that what we did afterwards was the wrong thing to right. do. How do you regame that those those first five years after 9/11 to end up in a better place? If not for Afghanistan, then maybe for us. Right. Like I I don't know. I always thought uh, maybe this is splitting hairs, but my position has always been. 
it was always kind of like a law enforcement kind of thing because it wasn't an, a, a, a state actor that did this, right? They were hiding behind Afghanistan, but basically there were individuals. And in an ideal world, you would pursue those people and bring them to justice or, you know, shoot them down with one of those drones or whatever, right? Right. But there was a need for like a pound of flesh. So I think somebody had to be bombed, right? It's, it's callous to say, but basically after 9-11, people were like, something has to happen, right? And so like whatever president was there at the time could not have just said, we're going to be methodical. We're going to take it our time. You know, a month from now, a year from now, a decade from now, we'll sort it out, go about your life, buy some shoes or whatever, right? right. People would not have accepted that. So, so there, was, there is no case, there is no alternate reality where you can imagine an American president going the sort of pacifist, exceptionalist yeah, route where, no you, where you say, without acknowledging that anything that happened to us was in any way justified, right? Without saying, uh, this is chickens right, coming home right, to right, roost. Right, yeah, no, 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 without, no. Without saying anything Let's like look that, in the mirror, you folks. say, yeah. we're going to rebuild the fucking towers where they stood, uh, but they're going to be 10 stories taller now. Right. And uh, there'll be two middle fingers pointing up to the rest of the world that says, Amer- you can't fucking defeat us, right. you can't beat us. Right. And we're going to increase the amount of aid and support that we give to these dozen countries in the Middle East. And on top of that, we're going to increase the number of refugees and immigrants that we take from Middle Eastern countries. And you say, our borders are open. We're the freest, most successful, richest country in the right. history of the planet. Right. And that's it. We're not going to go to fucking war. You're not going to bait us into spending a generation on regime change that we should have known in the moment wasn't e- either wasn't going to take or would be a centuries-long project in order to maintain it, right. right? Because you only have to go back another generation in the other direction to see the lessons that we should have learned from the Soviets right. and another generation before that to see the lessons that we should have learned from our own experience in the Vietnam War. And you're saying all of this in the immediate aftermath. In the of- immediate utopian aftermath of 9-11. Where knowing what we know now. Knowing <laughs> what we know now, you can you can pop the toaster, you can pop Homer's toaster right. and jump back to right after 9-11. It would have been immediate impeachment and removal. <laughs> no, like, you would be lucky to be... There is no scenario where... In, it would have only been awkward. There's no way a president after 9-11 could have said... With 90% approval. So what Bush... And I think that, I think that argument... Because no, he's like, I'm going to kill all these people. No, like, but in the... You know? Yeah, but in the months after, he can still get... He can climb atop the rubble and give his his cheery speech to the... I hear you. The, we hear, hear you. And you, the world right, is going to hear us soon. Do, you can Support do all your that. economy, go shopping. Right. But, <laughs> he did say that also. Yeah. Approval. Yeah. Yes, but sir. the Axis of Evil speech wasn't until two years later. Right, right. right? Yeah, so in, the, in the lead up to, in, the, to the Iraq yeah. war. Right. So that, that is, that's the evil that comes – I mean to, to speak in absurd terms. But that's the evil that comes out of 9-11. It's America's decision to go to Iraq and attempt to do regime change right. there as a response to our wild success – in Afghanistan, right. right? Right. I mean, that, the the Iraq War was uh, enough time was removed for it because there were people out on the streets against that, right? Right. But I think the Afghan the first action was like in the first week of October, like three weeks after nine yeah, eleven. Three weeks after. It was fairly quick. I'm talking about in that period, like just like that period. There's no scenario a president could have said anything other than— What if he than, said all of the things that I said, but then also said we will smoke these assholes out of their caves? Like the thing that Bush said, right? right. We will— we'll, You would have to open with that because if you leave— Right. You have to—I'm telling you, there was a 
we a need, bloodlust. Yeah, just sure. we need to return this in kind. And but there is no returning it in kind. That's how terrorism works. Right, but what I'm saying right? is uh, either we're not by like returning ro- it in right. kind, you become the worst possible monster of your enemy's imagination, right? You right. become the thing that they want you to be. Right, but what, what m- my point is, basically, I think it's important to remember people make decisions based on the situation they're in. And, you know, we're all emotional people, right? Nobody's like – a lot of – I would suspect a lot of the, the youths now who are not – around then to look back and to say one dumb decision after another dumb decision and history will bear that out there were bad choices made afterwards but in the moment like people wanted that like attack afghanistan or not afghanistan necessarily but al-qaeda and isis i'm not isis uh uh, al-qaeda and and the taliban right uh and so any sort of movement. I actually, in 2004, this is years removed. You know, years removed when uh, old man Kerry was running against Bush, he was trying to make the case that this is a law enforcement kind of thing. Right. And I'm not sure if he made the comparison or someone else, but someone drew the comparison to the Munich uh, Olympics, where there were some Israeli athletes that were killed, and then they, you know, they sought them out and slowly, and they brought them. You know, they killed them or whatever. Right. Like some sort of thing where these are individual actors right. in this organization go after the organization. It's no longer the conventional this country attack your country and so attack them. It's no longer that. But people didn't want to hear that. They just want to say this country's hiding them and we'll just do what the Bush doctrine says, which is to say if you're harboring them, you're treated the right. same. And as disastrous as America's foreign policy has been for the last generation, I still have that tickle in the back of my head that bothers me that the Taliban is going to be taking back over, right? right. That, that, that and, we and, will be allowing... And it'll a, be happening right... It's happening now. It's happening now, but it seems like it's almost perfectly timed towards 20th anniversary, like Biden and other dignitaries are like laying the wreaths at Shanksville and other places. Right. And, and they're going to have like a, a, a celebration of democracy where we, we gather right. the leaders of the free world. Right, and, like and we showed them, like never again. And, and if they had a split screen, you'd see like the embassy, the U.S. embassy Whatever. in Kabul. We, this country needs another horrible thing from the outside to happen, clearly. Everybody hates each other. Right, but, but we wouldn't but, but, uni- So I think that I think it would the, just be the end. Right, but <laughs> like, no, I, I, think the, I think it can no longer be like earthlings. It would have to be like movie style, like some right. weird we're, alien coming. We're profoundly vulnerable to right. an external threat more now than we were 20 years I think that's, ago. Yeah, I think the only scenario is like if there were literally like aliens coming, people would band together. But if it's like some right, you know, some crazy kooky. If you just group, very quickly reimagine the virus as an alien, I think you'll see how wrong you are. <laughs> because if but, you just if you just imagine that coronavirus was a little green man in a flying saucer, right? Because, but but the thing is, uh, I, I think if it were a more deadly, like upfront uh, virus, it would have been so much different. This is too slow moving. Right. If it had kid, if it if it killed if it a thousand kids, kids out of every uh, five yeah. thousand that and, uh, it infected, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Which I mean, the Spanish flu they said when it came back yeah. the second time around, it was killing like twenty year old, you know, people like coming from the war. Right. And so, like it was, it wasn't just like the most vulnerable populations. It was hitting like it was also, you know, before they knew how to wash hands. Right. But what I'm saying, I think at this point, it's important just to to, when people are looking back and say, "Why did the previous group make a dumb decision?" It's because the moment that they're in, people act irrationally. It's the same thing I say with that '94 crime bill. Like people are getting shot 
left. I mean, the, the the if you look at the murder rate in New York City, in Philadelphia, and Atlanta, it is people are complaining about the recent uptick in crime. It's nothing compared uh, to nowhere what, near what it was. Nowhere in the 90s. what it was near right. that. And so when you have all of these different groups that came together to pass this crime bill that was terrible, or just like mindlessly terrible, basically just. Mandatory minimum, just throw away the key, don't think about it, three strikes, you know, just like just crude like reactions to it. But basically people are reacting emotionally. People right. are getting Codif- codifying the so-called carceral state that we that we are so familiar with and complain about today. But it had an undeniable effect right. of, of lowering right. violent crime right. in the it, country. It did, right? but, but also the, the- Hypothesis that that was actually abortions happening. That was, but I, right. that was, yeah. There's a lot of different theories that were hypothesized. Yeah. What? Because basically, they were like, regardless of what sort of law were passed, it was this, like it just kind of went kinda on this downward. Sure. But the thing is, like, when decisions are made and people are kind of reacting emotionally, uh, bad things are going to happen. I'm going to make another comparison to the present time. I'm not saying they're equal. Crime bill in the post 9/11 is not the same as. What's happening now? But you know how I always just say this is just a passing fad with don't say these words or cancel this. A lot of people are just emotional, like "Mm, racist or homophobic or like so. And they'll just like just get them out of YouTube or like people are finding crude ways to react to to stop something. And when the dust settles in a few years, people will look back like we could handle that a little more, you know, rationally. Because there are some people that should be removed, but. Others, maybe not, right? But there's always a time where people make decisions emotionally because, like, we can't have this – these right-wing kooks or these racist, you know. Yeah, like if if all of the cancel culture stuff causes – just a few people to be afraid of getting caught so they don't do stuff, right. then it's worth it. Right. Right. Well, it's not. Then it becomes a question of the one innocent – man going to prison for 10 right. guilty men and, and going that's what free. Happened, you know, with the, the crime bill, you know, let's say it wasn't uh, abortion or any other explanation, right? Let's say this over-the-top thing helped, but it also took with it a lot of, you, you know, if you wanted to just point to some of the, like the crime bill and other different pieces of legislations uh, at the state level and point to that as the reason why crime has gone down, even if that were true, those laws took with them a lot of otherwise innocent people or otherwise uh, people that did something wrong, but they didn't need to be in jail for 20 years or 30 years because they had like a few ounces of whatever. I think it doesn't matter how many times stop and frisk ends up finding a gun that shouldn't have been in the right hand. I think that stop and frisk is a bad thing, right? right? right. And it doesn't matter how many times you put away a convicted felon uh, into prison for 50 years who should go to prison. if, If you can imagine a scenario in which that person should go to prison for years the fact is that three strikes and you're out is a completely fucking right. bogus way of right. doing a justice system but the point is that our failure to do or our complete inability to do the right thing most of the time in the past should not hinder our ability to try to do things now no no and i and i wonder if our complete lack of of moral certainty is handicapping our ability to actually act now i mean you look at what is congress doing yeah. They, they do nothing. They might pass this infrastructure bill, but in all likelihood, the progressive wing of the Democratic Party is going to tank. They are trying to. They're, they're basically strong-arming. And for what? For something that they believe about uh, the government's ability to just freely spend money, basically. Right. That, but, that, yeah. that you can just print money forever and it doesn't matter. That is the 
the like the only justification for passing a four trillion dollar spending bill on top of the one and a half trillion dollar spending bill right. is a belief that money doesn't matter and that we can just pretend like there's an endless uh, uh, river of it coming at us. And maybe they're right, but we don't fucking know that. Right. It's never been proven never, before, right? And also, I think it's they you know they suspect that you know strike while the iron hot. The iron is hot. They think we they have an both opportunity. Congress, but, we know, control the White House. It's kind of fall, it's kind of backfiring because uh, I think it was just a day or two ago of this recording. There were eight or nine moderate Democrats who sent a letter to Pelosi saying the opposite of the progressive wing. They're saying we're not going to do the trillions plan right. until you pass the agreed upon. Infrastructure plans. So it's going to be like, who's going to blink first? Basically, who do you believe? And they're both different wings of the but if they, only functioning party at this point. But the bottom line is nothing is going to happen unless like Kevin McCarthy decides he wants to help Pelosi right. do the thing. Because if the if the Bernie wing of the if the the squad decides they're not interested, and then if the moderate Dems decide that they're not interested in going the other way on the compromise, then that leaves Pelosi to go to Kevin McCarthy and say, can you find me 10 Republicans? Right, 10, no, I think basically they'll have to cave on it because at, at this point, basically, you have enough you have enough votes to pass one of the two things. You have enough votes to pass the infrastructure bill, but uh, a segment of the Democratic Party, they spy an opportunity to say, let's play hardball and try to you know, pair the two and say we can't have one without the other. We're not going to pass the agreed upon bill without the harder to pass thing. Then that ends. So it ends the Biden presidency in year one. Then, if they're unable, to, if if you can't pass the o- if the only bill that you're able to pass the year that you have control of both houses of Congress and the White House in your first year of the presidency is an emergency spending bill on the coronavirus, right? then you have failed you as have, a president. And, and that's basically – so, OK. So with this threat coming from the progressive wing uh, and Pelosi, you know, up until – I mean until now, she hasn't changed her, her, her course. She has kind of sided with them to say that, yes, let's try to make sure – we passed the you know through reconciliation the trillions dollar plan and then we'll do the infrastructure bill but if you have nine or so uh, moderate democrats saying we're not doing that right. right so basically we have one bill ready to go all of this is putting aside the fact that mansion and cinema have said that they're not going to do it on, well, the, on the other I, end they basically they they voted to kind of continue talking about it i think they're just trying to negotiate a lower number basically saying that's too big of a number what is it 3.5 trillion right some ridiculous number uh but i think they're angling for let's get it down to like you know two or something one point something more palatable uh but i don't think they're out entirely but what i'm saying is at this point it's almost inevitable that but the point is that like all of the details don't even fucking matter not i mean they do matter obviously but the the fact that it's this intractable, that this is the level of conversation that's going on, suggests that they can't actually do anything. And maybe they will end up passing one of them. I don't know. I still have my doubts. I think I'll still stick with my original prediction that I made when that when the emergency spending bill for coronavirus passed back in February or whenever it was. Uh, that that will be the only piece of le- meaningful oh, legislation right, yeah. that they get done in this Congress. If, if I wasn't as forceful 
before, let me be forceful now, it's guaranteed the infrastructure bill will pass, will become law. You have said that before. Yeah, it's yeah. not because they Abe's can. Habe's never been wrong. Right. They, 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 never they, been wrong. Because think about it, like, it, like in just, it, it just doesn't make any sense unless they're just being irrational to sink a, a one a thing that's agreed upon that had so, nineteen. What if, what if, you what know, if the like, thinking of the I don't. I don't know what to call them, so I'll just default the, to the squad. But if the thinking of the squad is, or the progressive wing, the progressive oh, yeah. wing, if if they have, so there was a an election in Ohio between uh, Nina, Nina Turner yeah. and the woman who won, Chantal Brown, or maybe yeah. if you say so, I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> well, basically, it's like it's it, it's weird how like on the Democratic side, and may, it, it, it's it's like twenty sixteen primaries. Every year now, it seems like there's right. always so. A so Nina burn, Turner yeah. was the Bernie end of that election, up against an establishment uh, right. Democrat, like more of a Hillary type, and a, a whole bunch of establishment money comes in. So Nina Turner actually ended up raising more money than the Democrat establishment candidate. So the direct able to campaigns, raise. yeah, but basically the the money that comes the funnels in from other ways, right? Uh, I think it kind of like narrowed the gap or maybe – Narrowed the gap, and they spent a lot of money in the last two weeks, which is what ended up – or it's what they're saying ended up making the difference. Right. was all the money that the establishment was able to pour in, also, in the last two weeks. It wasn't a particularly close race. No, it ended up being like, what, four or six points or something like Either that? Either six or – it was like – yeah, it was like a, a, a good spread, like a comfortable win. Right. And so – but what I'm trying to say is that every time that they have – so they haven't the, the the squad and the progressive end hasn't gotten anything for their troubles to this point, right? right? They've just gotten defeat after defeat after defeat. So why would they? Maybe their thinking is why are we continuing to caucus with a bunch of people who need us in order to have electoral success right. at the at the Be- national level? Because that's a good question. Because they are also for the infrastructure deal. It's not like they're against that. They're like we need to do more. But you you would get rid of both. Just as like a let's play like a a, a game of chicken and then that's literally the spite like cutting off your nose to spite right, your face. Right? Yeah. Like to me, like you have to be irrat. I mean, play hardball, do what it takes. But if the once it appears that it's but what are they getting that isn't also what most Republicans want anyway? Because this passed the this passed the Senate with was it sixty nine votes? Yeah, those, so nineteen it's Republicans. Arguably, the like aside from the uh, we want to honor the astronauts or whatever right. sorts of bills that pass out of the out of the Senate. It's like the most successful bipartisan yeah, bill in, what, in twenty yeah, years. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> you you they will need this to point to because like yeah, like you said the. Anything COVID related is like this was an emergency, even though, you know, the last one, maybe you could have talked right. that it wasn't exactly. But in 22, when it comes, people will be able to point to we can this coalition is functioning. Except it's it the works. same. But, but it's what it's a, a win for the Republicans, too. Like, what I'm saying is that they no, can't point I mean, to anything. Infrastructure would not be a victory because this is what. Trump wanted, and he couldn't get it done. Twenty Republicans voted for it in the in the Senate. No, right? no. What, what I'm saying is, the argument in 22 will Mitch be McConnell voted right. For that's what it. I'm saying. Right, but sorry. but let's say this passes. So you'll say we have, you know, no distract, not a lot of stupid stuff. I mean, there's stupid stuff happening that's typical of politicians, but it's not like you know Twitter. Right. There's no stuff. Big, there's no big brain stuff in there. There's no like let's really transform the economy or transform into a, a, a green future or what have right. you. Right, right, right. But what I'm saying is if they, they uh, like the progressive wing somehow undercuts the 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 White House, undercuts the Senate, 
and nothing gets done. But eventually there's going to be a third party who emerges from this situation that is powerful in a meaningful way. And so uh, the Freedom Caucus established themselves for a few years – the Tea Party types established themselves for a few years as a meaningful caucus within the Republican Party. And it has meant the worst aspects of the Republican Party have become the dominant strain of Republicanism in the last five years. Yeah, so they've won out. But what I'm saying – okay, so on the – So, But if that's the example that the progressives have to look at right now, what incentive – does AOC really have? It's not to pass a stupid $1.4 trillion in infrastructure bill right. that Mitch McConnell was happy to sign right. on to. That's not the reason that but, she got into government. But isn't there a recognition that you don't have the votes to pass what you want to pass, but we have the votes to pass a narrower, and maybe it's not something that you want, but you can get passed, right? So, like, the progressive wing, they're basically the minority party within the majority Democratic Party. Like if any time they do like in a big uh, race, uh, New York City, uh, this uh, district in Ohio, whenever they pit the two against one another, it's always just like let's go with a safer establishment candidate. Right. So, but, and so like but if, the, re- if the, but the reason the for votes, that is the Democrats didn't have to ascend – a safer establishment candidate into that race, right? Right. They didn't have – like there's no – they could just lay down. They could get out of the way and let the re- progressive wing – But why would they want to do that? I, I think there are people on the moderate side – it's not like we agree with everything you want, but we're shy about some of the things. I think there are certain things I just don't agree with with them, Sure. right? And, and there's a lot of people that have kind of sh- – a lot of like former moderate Republicans are now just on the – just voting for the Democrats because – they're kind of like political refugees, like I say. They, they don't really have a functional party to vote for right now. Yeah, you're talking about like 40 people. <laughs> right, maybe, but what I'm saying is like they're, they're, the new coalition of like the moderate Democratic Party is not aligned with everything that the progressive side right, wants. Except, and they just so, don't have the vote. And that would be fine if Joe Biden was able to sort of come out strong with a vision for what America looks like 10 years from now. Right. Based on a moderate democratic agenda, based on like a a, a, a West Wing like a, right. a, a Sorkin esque <laughs> right. future yeah, like a for America, kind of thing, but yeah. there is no vision no, but, coming out but, of this administration but the, whatsoever. But that was also again, I keep these uh, choices were on the ballot for many years now. The last five years, if you just set aside the Trumpening side, just on the Democratic side, choices have been made about: Do you want to go? On the progressive side, or you just want to just be, you know, let's not be too crazy, but let's try to pass what we can. And more more important than anything, just win. Right. So whatever and can get us the points on the board, let's do that. And all I'm saying at the moment is that if there is something that the progressives are looking at right now, it's the relative success that the Freedom Caucus, the Tea Party people Do you think had. that they see that as a success to, like, ruin In a terms party? of pure political power? Right. Yes. But you think they would stoop to that just so they can get a few extra to, things? To get what they believe? I think that they're true believers. Yeah, I think they but, would do whatever they want to But they, they want, want to, to do a lot believe. of things. I mean, uh, it's easier to do that on the— Yeah, but they know that, but, that I mean, think about Nancy it. Pelosi is not going to pass the Green New Deal. I know, they but, know, but, 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 and that's something that they actually right. want to happen. Right, but, but what I'm saying is that you can want things. There's nothing wrong with wanting things. But yeah. at some point, you just have to recognize you just don't have the votes for it. So— Continue to push for what you want. Maybe in 22 right. you'll have a, a few more progressive. presence in Afghanistan to make sure that the Taliban doesn't take back the fuck over. Right. Just based on the current reality of real politics on the ground. Right. Like, no, I mean, and, they, and I want I want the U.S. to stand up 
to China in terms of the Uyghur population. Like these are th- things that I've wanted. We've been right, talking but, about them on the podcast right, on think, and off for eleven years. No, that's true. The first um, part I agree uh, because basically that's what we were at just re- recently. This was I, it, this would have to be a unanimous opinion at this point that this was an unforced error. Uh, just, to, just to kind of like some sort of symbolic thing. Twenty years, you know. Let's not get to the next president. Let's sort it out now. That was not necessary. The Uyghur stuff. China is too big of a country for you to do anything. You know that directly. You may kind of nibble at the edges, right? But realistically, you're well, not. You go don't to, bend on Taiwan. You don't. Right. Uh, you like don't, things like that. Yeah, I think right. on the, that side. But the Uyghur stuff. I don't know what you could do. Well, but the way that fun. you stand up to them is by not bending on things that are incredibly meaningful to right. them on the outside, and that's something like Taiwan. That's something right. like, like who knows what else? That, that uh, South China Sea thing, South and the, China stuff, the yeah. the repealing tariffs that we ought to repeal, but keeping the ones in place that are actually hurting them. If you can say that, if you can figure out which ones are actually hurting them. So your position is like be more assertive, not be like a belligerent aggressive but just be just think of how inconceivable it is that in 2024 we'll get any whether it's kamala harris or whoever the democratic joey biden in 81 whether it's donald trump or ron DeSantis or marco rubio or like i've been telling you tucker carlson tucker carlson is not going to run on a ticket of saying we need to go back and reestablish a presence in afghanistan because that's our mess and we've allowed a horrible regime to take back over. Right. And But like, you, you don't think that that's going to be an issue in 24 because when these 5,000 people go back in to like, you know, just for the purpose of like a quick exit, they're just going to just stay. You think? Yeah, you because think? they're like, we can't have any sort of like I a don't, I propaganda don't think... wins where they're like at our embassy, like I don't know. I think, Biden, I think Biden is committed to being able to say – if, I'm, if I'm I of, was completely unable but, to accomplish but, anything else on the domestic front. But he has. I mean, he did the the the, the whatever the letters, the pay, America whatever rescue plan. Yeah. Then he'll get the infrastructure plan. He may have like one like smaller thing, pass the budget, raise the debt ceiling. He'll have enough yeah, things. He'll raise the debt ceiling. <laughs> he will keep us a technically functioning uh, yeah. bureaucracy that's right, able but, to but cut its own checks. Basically, do, what a win. do enough. But I, I think if he were to do as they're saying now, which is just to go in just to kind of protect the exit, right, uh, and then leave, he leaves himself forever exposed to if anything comes out of it. If it didn't even have to be an attack again on American soil. If some Al Qaeda, Taliban, whatever attacks Germany, and it's like you can kind of see a, a link right. that this is you know we we opened yeah, it, you I know. know. I think that he's much more committed to the idea of being the guy who got to pull the troops out of a war that we'd been in for twenty years. Then right. he's worried about. He'll still claim that you know. Say, oh, yeah. the war is over. These are. Different hats. Yeah. They're doing different things. Maybe. But, yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see. By the way, I know everybody always assumes DeSantis 24. He still has to win 22. Right. And Well, not necessarily. A, a, a loss in 22 you could, don't think fr- that, could free himself up Hey, to, I lost a Charlie Crist or whatever. Mike <laughs> like, Pence became the vice president yeah, because I mean, he you, was going to lose um, in, Oh, are you saying he's going to be the, the bottom of the ticket? No, I think that he would end up if if Donald Trump is out of the way. I don't think that the Republican Party is ready for Nikki Haley. I don't think that right. the Republican Party is Come ready. On. For- Why? Uh, what he, I keep on telling you, it's this t- 
Didn't he go to some random ass country in Europe, like Hungary or some nonsense? Tucker has three and a half million people, and they're all eighty five years old watching him every night. Right, I'm telling you, he's gonna capture that. I just he's a TV guy, Trump is a TV guy, yeah. right? I don't know why it's something that he would want to do. He doesn't strike me as somebody who would want the job. I think he's much happier. You don't think he's tired? His... You don't think he's tired of the? I mean, like even like I mean, Rachel Maddow's not running for anything, but like she seems like she's done with the. She may do like her own media thing, like a oh, yeah. podcast or whatever. Just be done with the the cable news stuff. Well, why would you? Up. Why would you subject yourself to going on cable news every night? She gets like seven hundred thousand yeah, people yeah. a night to and, watch her on probably, television. And, what is and, the? And whatever you may think of her, she does seem like they seem like they put work into it. Maybe it's the producers doing all the heavy lifting, but sure. they. They have stories and, you know, whatever, you know, they, they splice things together. Just doing a bunch of podcasts like we are, uh, it's much easier. And right. you can sell some books and, you know, go on the speaking circuit. And make... I don't know. I don't think Tucker wants to be a I – mean, I have no idea. I've never, I've never spoken right. to him. But I, I... Well, Of all the candidates, he's – because like I said, I mean, if, you know, DeSantis wins – and he still is the likely person. I just don't think it's like assured. Right. right, he's still, I would say, sixty forty, still going to win, but it's not like guaranteed, like a landslide, and he he can waltz into Iowa. And so it'd do be whatever. interesting to see if Trump like campaigned for him in twenty two to arguably. That is interesting. We're both so certain that we were going to have Trump again. Are I'm you positive changing? that no, I'm not changing at all. I think Donald Trump will be the nominee for the Republican Party in twenty four. Yeah, I, I don't, he's not. He'll, he'll play. Never been wrong. He'll play it up, but he's not. He'll what just, else will he be doing? He'll, I mean, he'll make a big thing of it. He'll go do a tour, but I don't think he's gonna actually go through the whole thing again. I don't know. I think that instead of build and the his, wall, we have we have stop the steal and restore American democracy and all of that. I think that it is his whole brand is also the forty fifth, and that'll be the what he's gonna have forty seven merch. It'll be very weird. Maybe they'll just keep forty five and <laughs> pretend that and the the campaign will be forty five with an asterisk yeah, and never ended. Never you know, ha- some sort ended. of thing. Yeah. Maybe that's what what it'll be. Just like a the erase erase the forty six presidents. Yeah. But yeah, I th- I think uh, going forward, it seems like they just need uh, on the domestic front just pass whatever bills you can. I always just say just whatever points you can put on the board. Don't assume that you have this in the bag, which is what the arc- their thinking is. We already have the the safe bill. Let's go forward and try to get what we you know yeah. what we can get, and you can't get get it. Well. The fact that we didn't get a Supreme Court retiree this year, the fact that they're not – and, yeah, you say that they're going to keep putting points on the board. I don't think that they will put any more points on the board. I think the Biden presidency is effectively over. I think they're going to lose the House in 22. I think there's a really good chance that Mitch McConnell becomes the Senate majority leader in 22 as well, even though the math is against him, even though it's a more favorable map for Democrats in 22. I don't think the Democrats have a very strong national thing to run on right now. And that's it. There'll be seven because McConnell's not going to give Biden or Harris, whoever is the president in twenty three or twenty four, a Supreme Court nominee. Right. So you think? So you think twenty two is going to go back at least on the Senate, or you think both? Yeah, both. We're talking about right no, now. I know a, it's not a, a big a number. Three seat no, majority. Right. It's not a big number, but you think both are going to because they're both razor thin. Right. Because I think the the current state will hold in twenty two. I don't think it's going to change. I don't know. All the momentum is on the Republican not, side. They, what, have a, they have a horrible for, national all, party what, right now, argument, but it doesn't matter. What, but what's the argument on that side? Democrats suck. They also suck. 
Well, right. sure, but right. who makes the argument no, more forcefully? No, no, but what I'm saying so is you know it's to, Joe Biden's fault that the COVID numbers are going up because right. it's all immigrants. But see, that, that's right. But that that is uh, an argument that uh, people have been making. Basically, but it's easier to believe that the people in charge are responsible for what's going wrong, right? right. That's easy. But, that's but, easier to but, believe, but which is pro- why that president always loses seats in the House, right? Every single time, and so in the midterms, in his first term, right? That's just what happens. Right. So I don't see any reason why it wouldn't happen this time when we have. Uh, not like yeah, he's more popular than Trump, but he's not wildly more popular than Trump. Right, but the re- the reason why I think uh, it's going to stay, it's not no, no one's game. It's not like the Democrats are going to win additional. They're just going to hold what they have, maybe win one, maybe lose one, but they'll stay kind of where they are. I think the way it's kind of shaping out to be, and I'll use gender neutral terms, but yeah. like on like the Democrats seem to be like the the nagging parent and. The Republicans are like the absentee, like romanticized parent, right? Like, and so the way the this Delta variant were like a lot of people were saying it was not a we kind of overreacted. We did too many things, yeah. And all the people that were saying no, we need to take this seriously. You can't just pretend the problem away, and the problem has come back in full force because if you if you just take away the vaccine, right? Like, let's say the vaccine took how it used to take like five years or right. whatever, right? And people were still behaving the same way, like a lot of people would be dead right now. Like this right. Delta well, variant, if, like so many people I would be mean, dead. If you didn't have a vaccine, right. then restrictions wouldn't have loosened and we'd just no, be where we I, were the, in the, winter. They, I think the, the restrictions would have been on the books, but people, <laughs> people would, would have behaved as they wanted to behave. Yeah, because yeah. like, fuck it. I got to do what I'm going to do. I'm young and whatever. And, yeah. the, and this spreads a lot faster than the previous version. And a lot of people would have been dead. And now... People may like quietly just say maybe we should have just like fuck it, just take it a little seriously because it's just going to be this persistent problem until you just kind of face it head on to say what do we need to do? Vaccines, get a high number of people to get vaccinated, lower you know once they approve the safety trials or whatever, get the five through twelve age people. But that's the only way out. Like you can't just pretend the the Florida experiment has failed. Apparently, that's not even the way out because. Right, but basically, we have a vaccine, and no one—not no one—but half the people aren't taking it. Right, so but that's here what we are. Right, and, so but that's what all thing, these companies the are, are mandating that, in now. The like, thing that needs to be recognized, and it is the the shift in conversation that needs to happen, is a, is a combination of an acceptance that people are just going to behave as they want to behave. Right, uh, with the fact that this pandemic actually isn't going. So the pandemic will end, but the virus is never going to go away. Right. We will be living with. COVID-19 at the forefront of the public health conversation for the rest of our lives, probably. Right. And it, it will be endemic. It will be something that recurs constantly. We will be getting uh, a, COVID vac- like a COVID-19 a booster, booster like, every you know, year, just, thing, just yeah. like we get a flu shot every single year. And it's because, like, like, to talk about this in terms of it being something that is actually just that we will just get to the end of it. And it'll be solved is to tell a lie about the way the future is going to be. Right. We should we should come to terms with that, and that's part of what's driving me nuts about going back to school right now is the utter lack of communication from the relevant authorities in terms of what the actual plan is when the inevitable happens. The inevitable being what happened in Mississippi this past week, an outbreak. What what happened in Georgia this past week, which is that large scale outbreaks happen in schools where there's a thousand kids who show up every single day. And they have to shut down the school system for right. two weeks or a month or a month at a time. And it's it's going to happen here. So last year, when they went back, they went back with half as many kids as normal. 
They went back uh, socially distanced. Kids had to wear masks all the time. There was a big sanitation regime. And every single week, we got two or three calls a week from the principal saying, just wanted to be in open communication with you. One of our students has uh, been confirmed to have... And it was always from outside the school. COVID-19. They've isolated. Uh, contact tracing is being done. We're not planning on shutting anything down right now. But moving back now into what's going to happen at the end of August... Classrooms are going to be full. There will not be the same amount of spacing that there was last year. They will be required to wear masks, but these are kindergarten through fourth right. graders that we're talking about. There's going to be an outbreak of the Delta variant at that school, whether it's just one classroom or a few classrooms. Not to mention colds. And right. we have yeah. no idea what the plan is. is and plan? I would like to know we if know. there's a plan in place that they're just not telling us or if they're just going to continue to play it by ear. And it it's just like unspeakably bad if they're just going to continue to play <laughs> it by ear communicated anything by now it seems like hope for the best and we'll just be reactive right we're not gonna take any proactive measures to say if this then shut it down right basically they're gonna, they're gonna probably do some sort of like maybe like the pod or the group or whatever but they'll try to keep the train but how did moving. that work out for mississippi it where they shut no, down it, an yeah. entire school district yeah it right? didn't yeah it doesn't work but basically it seems going back to this human behavior people are just like let's just tr- we just can't have the all the kids be at home or whatever. Basically, they're like, we'll absorb some some outbreaks. That would be fine if that was the plan. Absorb but you, the you, cost. You, okay. People are going to get sick. If that's a plan, you can't publish the, that. You can't say <laughs> the plan is but we I don't, I don't going believe to get it. sick. I, I fully believe that a panic will happen. That a classroom of 20 kids, 15 of them are going to end up coming down with coronavirus and they're going to shut down the school. And that's going to be a disaster. Not for us, because I'm just at home anyway. The kids can come back to me. Yeah. That'll be fine. Right. We but can all get COVID. It'll that, be great. Yeah. That doesn't go for most people. the hundreds of right. other families that send their kids to that school, not to mention the thousands in the city. Right. And the... You know, the, the ones millions who all don't across have the someone country. at home. Yeah. Right. yeah people, people who cannot afford to have their kids because of the way our entire society is right. structured. Which is right? partly, you know, a lot of people try to point to like some lazy person just on the government dole for oh unemployment. God, but sometimes so the, the circumstances are such that they can't leave to go to get these jobs that are available because they have to take care of their kids, you know. So it's right. like. It's not like people are just sitting around because they right. – even of in them our are, but like progressive, are not that. Our progressive rich-ass city, they do not have a plan right now for after-school care for the kids who get off work at – or get off school at 2.30. Yeah. So like what do the parents yeah, do right. when – because they don't yet have a plan for the, the – Because the plan used to be just like put them all in a room and let them hang out. Right, yeah. Like it was fine. Right. But you can't do that right, now. Right, because they can't break – you can't have kids from 15 different cohorts across the school pod. Like a, a kid who's in the third grade who doesn't intermix can't then go to the after-school after program with everybody else in the school without then exposing everyone uh, on the back end when they break up at the after-school program, right? right? So, like, there is no... Basically, do you think that uh, people would react positively if people were honest in what I suspect is what they're, ho- what they're planning for, which is basically just to kind of expect some people to have an outbreak and then maybe kind of try to get those people to stay home. Right, just triage it? Yeah. So the plan like is if, to if, just if, if do... Some, could somebody write that? And but how them... are we a year and a half into this <laughs> and the plan is just react to emergency after emergency? No, the plan is that because 
if you communicate that, there's going to be a segment of the parents that are going to say, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, that's yeah. not a plan. <laughs> the thing is, but any, any plan. Right. Well, there, there is yeah. no... There is nothing that a school system or a school could say that right. will have every right. parent go, oh, that sounds reasonable. Right. There, you'll always have a third of the people go, well, this is unacceptable. Yeah, this is, okay, yeah. so then right. imagine it's this time next year, and they have approved the vaccine for children younger than 12 years old, right. and it's safe, uh, but there's still some number of kids who don't want to take it because their parents tell them, or the, the parents say that they can't take it. But on top of that, like I said, the virus isn't going away. Right, it'll we be will, like the pie variant yeah, the, or something yeah, or some, you know. Right. Some. We will still it, it will be something that we deal with in an ongoing way right. forever. Like are we going to have a plan then for what the what we do when no, we have No, I think when you a have a vaccine case in a, for in an elementary all ages, school, yeah. it'll be just like the flu where some years half the class is gone. Right. Like there and then like at Katie's school a couple years ago, they were like literally out of teachers right. because they had to close a certain they had to not they didn't close the whole school right. but it was cuz it was a staffing issue among a certain age group but it was like sorry we don't have teachers because right. they're all sick with the flu right so it'll be like that except it'll be covid but like you because there's no vaccine yet you can't do that quite yet it's just the lack of a communicated plan just really pisses right. me off at this but, point yeah and and like we've been saying for the past couple of minutes basically it's like Whatever we say, a third, a quarter, half, someone's going to have opinions and they're going to express it and they're going to make a lot of noise. So let's just not say anything, which is yeah, but even worse. But that goes back to what is, I was saying right. at the beginning of the thing, which is like a complete fear of taking a stance that, that, is a, that has a, like a taking, not to be weird about it, but taking a meaningful authoritarian stance and right. saying, like, <laughs> yeah, this I'm is, the fucking leader right. here. Here's what we're going to do. But, but you've seen, you've, I mean, you know, there are all these stories throughout the country and, and the South, they go to school first based on, you know, I guess the seasons or what, or just it's hotter there. I don't know. But they, a lot of schools have already started in the South. And right. uh, there was a story started out. started here, too. Uh, I mean, yeah. And this is technically the South. the South. Yeah. But, like, there was a story in Tennessee where, like, I don't know if it was a school board or some sort of body decided that masks will be needed for, like, an elementary school. Mm -hmm. And all of these wackadoodle parents, you know, like a third of the parents who don't like this message instead of whatever other message that they could have given. But basically they're saying because these kids can be vaccinated anyways and half of the teachers are not vaccinating themselves – it's a terrible idea to just have people just be mingling yeah. with. So the best mitigation strategy is the mask, right? We're not even doing like spacing because we need yeah. all the kids there. Well, it's, right? it's, it's a, a multi-tiered like, least... thing. Like you, you know, spacing is great. Right. Cohorts are great. Masks are great. Like it's best when you can have more of right. the thing. But the, if you can't have the thing, then you can't have it. So just put a mask right. on. The Hope thing for is, the best. The, the thing that's weird about this uh this period in time, because this is different than last year, because last year it was a mix of mitigation strategies. It was capacity limits, yeah. distancing, mask. Now they're saying just wherever you are indoors, it could be like butts to nuts packed. Right. Just wear a mask. Well, because like the- now we have to figure out how we're going to live with it. Right. At least Basically, somewhat. Yeah, so this is the- last year we didn't know it was going to last this long. Yeah, but nobody right. is. No, but nobody is saying 
we need to figure out how to live with it. We're we're still but we're still the, a, the, way, the way period. that it's being communicated is people are talking like we're just going to eventually mount the hill and we'll be past this thing. Right. Nobody's talking about it in terms of it being an ongoing problem basically forever. And I I think that that's the transition that needs to happen. In, this is the transition that's happening. Right. That tra- yeah. The, the current thing is basically just. Well, have then why full- isn't anybody being honest about the fact that like kids don't die? Right, like what? What kids don't die as at, at any level as adults do, but they can spread it just the same. And basically, the virus is going to be in circulation, so you're trying to slow down the fruit. right. I wins, fully get you know. that. You flatten the curve. That was so people laugh about the two weeks to flatten the right. curve thing, but we've done that over and over right. again. And also, to be fair, we were just starting with that like was people not didn't, eliminate the curve, and also it people just didn't know like, this is just happening. Like I think you got to kind of give people a little rope. On that, but just to kind of finish the point on the Tennessee part, and, and to and this will illustrate as to why so many different areas, as they are here apparently in Charlottesville, uh, are are facing. They said, bec- and this is I think the most sensible thing to do based on the situation where most of the people in this building either can be vaccinated or they haven't been vaccinated, right. and so just wear the masks, and then we'll figure it out. There were people there. Who are harassing the people who made the, the, these decisions in the parking lot to the point where they're saying, "We will find you. We know where you." Like just threatening kind of thing. So, like, if you're one of these decision makers, you're like, "Fuck! Like, I'm not trying to get killed over this to try to help you fuckers from you know having to bury your aunt or whatever." Right. right. So they're falling back to just saying nothing because if you say the most reasonable thing, because the most reasonable thing is wear the masks in school, right? Right. I mean, I, I, but that's the thing that's the default here. I don't hear anybody here really right. raising yeah, but, hell but about that. Well, you don't hear it. You can bet Miss Mosdermas does. Like, sure. That's well, I think the other person? thing that that's she's the, the principal. principal of the oh, school, okay. not to dox her or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You can bleep her name yeah, yeah, out yeah. if you need to. But like, it's something that is the the benefit of having a small city with small small schools you can deal with the squeaky wheels on a case-by-case basis yeah like if you sent an angry email you would get a response from her and you know it but it's probably like abe is saying like the no one's going to like whatever the decision is so maybe just don't say anything right and only say things and, to the people who demand to be told things. And the loudest people are the people – like the message of the most reasonable one, which is basically wear the mask, are the, the loudest ones. I mean in, yeah. in my neck of the woods in Georgia, there's a county – I don't live in Cobb County, but it's like one of the metro counties. They are going with like, hey, you decide, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think somebody sent a – email like a, a concerned like a parent saying what the fuck like this is ridiculous like we it should doesn't ha- like we- you decide is as good as right. don't even yeah, bother basically, yeah don't even bother because it'll just sort it out to the people who don't care are not going to wear it the people who yeah. are responsible are going to yeah. wear the mask but basically i don't know if they're a commissioner there were some they're in the in the decision making chain and they responded to this parent by sending him like a youtube clip of some yahoo doctor saying the masks don't work yeah right and so like it, it, it just seems I I, I I could almost guarantee you the reason why there's a lack of communication is because they're like 
part of it is because masks sort of don't work. They right? do, so, though. Like, but, but masks are basically like like speed bumps. They kind right. of slow they it do down a bit. Work. You know, like stop. You keep saying that, and it's just so dumb because they do work. No, like it, I wouldn't have been able to do my job for the last year and a half. Not me, because we live in a place with relatively low transmission. But to be, but, but hair to be honest, all over the country fine, were to able be, to work. And why did the be, number go up yes, when, when the CDC in May but said? Able to work because you because you were able to take a blankie to work, so everybody felt good about it. That doesn't mean that they work from an epidemiological no, I, perspective. No, I think that actually, they do. No, so they don't. They they mitigate. They don't. They, they are a small barrier that helps prevent someone who has the virus. Like this is. I'll find the relevant studies because right. the things that you read in the fucking New York Times op-ed page I'm not talking about, about how that. we we studied a million students and it turns out masks okay, are one good. One thing you read that pissed you off so much. <laughs> well, don't present uh, an opinion piece I as a scientific research. That. I'm not talking about you saying it. I'm talking about the New York Times op-ed page publishing a piece that presents itself as a science well, it's when it was in or fact just not. just essay or whatever they call it. Right. Anyway, masks work to help people who are carrying a massive viral load when they don't know it from spreading it to other people. It largely does not prevent the, you from catching a virus because it... No, it, if the per sick person's wearing a mask, the person who's not sick around them is safer. How do you... Uh, let me ask you, Bob, because I think initially when I was uh, unfurling my mission accomplished flag yeah. for the Memorial, Memorial Day, Day uh, I was... I wasn't exactly where you are now, but I was closer to that point of view. Where it's like these, I mean, the N95, K95, those work. Uh, the flimsy shit. Right, the things so that much. we're going to send our kids to school but with. how do you account, because I wasn't able to account for, I can account for it somewhat, but how do you account for when the CDC said, you know what, you know, uh, if you're vaccinated, you're fine, but they must have known that the unvaccinated are just going to pretend that they're vaccinated. And basically everybody just took off their masks in mid-May and by the beginning of August, everything went up. I think right? that you can account. So you don't think the mask had? Some I don't think impact? that anybody in Florida took off their mask because Anthony Fauci told them that it was okay. Right, but but Florida. The thing with Florida is that it's a tourist destination, so people's behaviors from everywhere sure. lands yeah, on taking Florida. Out, taking out Florida. Look at St. Louis. Like like Florida to be on, I, like Florida. Like, vaccination that is rate is, a, is an on interesting par correlation, but it yeah. is certainly not but, but necessarily like, causal. You, you, Right. I think maybe that's true. But what I'm saying is, like, I am now more. Because the Delta I, I'm variant kind of did like, its thing in India. It did its thing in Great Britain. Right. It had nothing to do with the CDC it's just recommending like if a mask masks. doesn't right. work, why am I coughing into my elbow instead of into the world? Like because your elbow is actually a way better barrier but, in terms of it, catching it, spew than like your mask is. But like a piece of cloth in front of my face I'm not saying, is catching spittle yeah. that it wouldn't catch if it wasn't in front it's of my airborne, face. It's an airborne virus. It doesn't necessarily yes, live my, in your spittle. No, but like my <laughs> literally it lives in your breath. It's, but the mask is catching parts of my breath that. Are not being caught if I don't okay, have a mask on. Okay, I don't want to have the argument but, on the science, but the but, but, because it's the not fact science. it is it 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 it's like if it is a barrier, it's like it's like the amount of water that you catch in a cheesecloth right. as you drain think, something no, no. through that, the cheesecloth. That may be true, but even right? let's, let's, so, it, so yeah, maybe it ha if it has an impact, it is a minimal impact. So when when people say masks don't work, I'm I'm more inclined to. Like, I'm not going to say that person is a crazy asshole for saying masks don't work. Because what when we're, what we're talking about is, does a mask prevent the spread of coronavirus? It 
it doesn't, and it does in some way, right? Right, but it doesn't also right. in but very it, important ways. It does ways. in some way is enough to say let's that's do that. That's fine. But also, that's fine. <laughs> but you can't be banning people from YouTube be- because no, 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 they're, no. I, they're yeah. stating no. actual true facts right. about Don't, how and, masks and work. Unless somebody's like committing like an actual crime, just get out of the banning business. But if we're as conservative as we can and say that. Masks are very low effort, and they give a minimal benefit. It was that trade-off would still be worth it to wear a mask, right? right. I'm not freaking out about sending my kids and, to and, school and, wearing a mask. And, and I'm people, fine right. with it. And if people say that it's not the answer, I would agree with them, right? Because right. it's not the the vaccine is the answer, but there are not enough people vaccinated to where we can be in that position, right? To and, where we can transition. Also- like you said, it's easy. Like if keeping people six feet apart is a better, if with no masks on is better, but we don't have six feet, then we got to do three feet with masks. Right. Like, and, and that's the thing. All the other, like all, of, like, you know, even like I haven't watched any of the preseason football games because uh, the Colts haven't played yet. But like I saw some highlights and the places are packed when the NFL season right. starts will be packed when college football starts is going to be packed the field of dreams game that was on i mean there's only 8000 right. people like all of those capacity but restrictions are, are probably right. fine right. but what i'm saying is somebody's going to have to go in the mail trough to pee sure. and they're going to be you know right next to one another like all of the big outdoor things people have to pee they have to go to the concessions they're going to congregate in places where it's going to be tight you know so right. it's not like yeah i'd put a mask on in those places right but most people <laughs> the thing is like most people do not but like if the, the main answer is get vaccinated the city of new orleans uh, this week my brother sent me an email yeah, like a day or two it. ago it's crazy they are this new orleans this is in louisiana i mean they have a democratic governor but like you know still yeah. louisiana and they also have the highest per capita covid yeah, rate in the country they're right on now. fire yeah, yeah basically it's that on, didn't yeah but still i mean that's right so basically they 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 instituted a mask mandate like a little while ago but basically they've gone a step further not to say that Beginning soon, I think in a week or so, they're going to institute a vaccine mandate or, you know, the 72-hour PCR negative. Uh, And that's going to be restaurants. It's going to be bars. Well, and the entire state of Louisiana is a mask mandate. Right. Yeah. So the the entire state already has the mandate, the the mask mandate, and now they're implementing this additional thing. I think that this speaks to the fact that whatever internal numbers, you know, that the day that the stock market got spooked that you had a a lot of fun with, uh, I think a lot of like different like governments, like local and state, a lot of businesses, a lot of universities, I think they're kind of seeing the writing on the wall. Like we just can't have people. Well, and their vac- vaccination vaccinated. rates going up pretty quickly again. Right. And, and I think people will complain about these things, but the vaccinations are going to go up because people will complain. But they're going to sure. do the math and say it's just not worth the effort. I think that the correct transition ultimately, because I, I still don't think that you're going to be able to convince a meaningful number of maybe what ten twenty percent. You still you can get up to eighty percent of compliance. Sure, but so but could you get another ten to fifteen percent of compliance if the instead of saying this is a mandate, the right? But instead of saying the government is requiring you or your job is requiring you right. to stick this foreign substance into your body, which say what you will about how safe it is. Right. And I'm with you. Right. I got it. it right. I stuck it into my body. Right. I think it's actually fine. But people will, the, the middle fingers come up right. when you tell them that you are being required to stick this foreign, it's a, it's a personal autonomy no, no, thing no, for yeah. people. And, and I, I yeah. totally sympathize I'm 100% with it. on that side. And yeah. so, I think that instead of that, if you can somehow find a way to instead say, 
either you have uh, proof of vaccination or you have proof of the antibodies and you're like if you can sure a negative covid test is good but what's even better is that you have the antibodies like if you have swimming like a recent, through your body yeah, and, and the red i mean not yeah. that this is the only place you, you can go to kroger or is, a lot of different places for 25 dollars. they'll give you an antibody test it is right. tricky though and this is too boring for right. this oh because julia got mostly her, been boring she got her vaccine but she's immune compromised okay. so she her doctor did a, like a real antibody test yeah and she's great it's good yeah but what she learned and what i read was like a person should not take an antibody test to see if they have an immune reaction to the vaccine like it doesn't oh, okay like unless you are like sending your blood off to a lab right it they're not reliable okay as they are right now right but but if you gave the like if you say vaccination chin confirmation or a negative pcr test from the last 72 hours or a like and Annie, like if they went through the trouble to show that, I think basically, yeah. just basically give people as much flexibility on demonstrate yeah. to us that you're in a is better it, position than just being totally unvaccinated, right. right? And so, or at least you're not carrying the virus. Basically, if they presented that way, do you think people would be okay with it? Like all we care about is that you're not walking in here with I a think virus. Almost anything is better than what can be presented as a government the vaccine is mandate, have... which is just going to keep no, so, think, I, I, some I, X number of people no, no. from just I, I, constantly rejecting You're going to have people who are just... They're, they're, I'm an, I own a restaurant, and you can't make me only let people in with vaccines. Like, right. you have assholes in, and, in right, private... But that's, like, to me, yeah. it's not that much of it. Like, it's weird to say... But that... it's also... But, I mean, uh, the, the, these uh, different uh, government... Insta- like the local or county or whatever, they have they, you know, all these health uh, uh, rules that you have to abide by. If you have like a lick, if you're serving alcohol, you have yeah, to. Yeah, but there's a difference. But- be- there's a difference between saying you must maintain the meats in your freezer at below forty degrees at all times, than saying that you can't allow a customer in the door unless that customer proves that they have the vaccine. All right, real quick before we finish up for tonight, move on to a subject that we've sort of accidentally ignored the last couple of weeks which is apple in their next update to their operating system will be releasing a new utility basically that functions under the under the hood of all apple devices that will be scanning your iCloud and all of the photos on your device to see if it matches up with any known child sexual abuse imagery in their database so they will have a database of some number of photographs that they will be checking your photographs against. And if they match up with any of the child sexual abuse images that they have in their database, they will delete them from your situation and alert the relevant authorities. Right. So delete your kitty porn. Right. <laughs> so You've heard it here first. If you have an iPhone. And, and full disclosure, I, I think I'm the only one in this uh, room that has an iPhone. Right? Correct. Yeah, I'm one of these people. So first of all, obviously, we condemn Google for not acting similarly and more quickly <laughs> than Apple. We don't know that they haven't done it. That's true. We don't know for you sure. Know what, I trust Google. You know what's odd about this story just from the top is that Apple as a company has made – a concerted effort over the years as a dig against Facebook and the like to talk up privacy, to talk up that your device is your device. If the FBI comes because some 
terrorist in San Bernardino does something we're not going to help because it's their device. Right. Like, and uh, by the way, what, just f- from a reactionary take perspective, if the FBI starts making a stink at Apple about getting a backdoor into their uh, phones and their operating system over and over again in the press for months – and then they suddenly shut up about it. Oh, this is your theory. Do you, yeah, do, that they, <laughs> do you think it's because they suddenly decided Apple has just locked the steel door in right. their face? And yeah. they're like, well, yeah. we tried. We exhausted all our offense. And I guess they're not going to budge. No, so never no. mind. Fair enough. Or yeah. is it possible that the FBI or the relevant national security uh, intelligence operations – Either uh, because Tim Cook did a backroom deal with them or because they otherwise managed to crack uh, the iOS system, uh, found a way yeah. into the into the, uh, into the the iPhone in question or, or iPhones in question at large. And so if I want to have a completely uninformed conspiracy theory level take about what Apple is doing here, my guess is that the FBI already has access – to everyone's iCloud, not necessarily the FBI, but the U.S. intelligence apparatus right, right. has access to everyone's iCloud that you believed up until this point was secure. Except for the hacks. It's secure. It's in the hands of the federal government. Don't worry. <laughs> but and the hackers who there, leak pictures right. every now and again there of will, celebrities. There will be prosecutions of people who have this child abuse imagery on their uh, telephones and iPads and iClouds and whatnot. And this is Apple's way of pretending like uh, the United States intelligence uh, state has not compromised the iOS system. I think that is possible. My conspiracy theory is that the these agencies have access to this information, but they're getting it in such a way that it's inadmissible in court. Right. And they're trying to ask it. Officially, yeah, from the I would company. be disappointed if the U.S. intelligence agencies couldn't hack into right, Apple's but the, yeah. database. Like that—that's pathetic. <laughs> but that's not but great. It's, it's supposed right. to be encrypted. But the thing is, it's not just the the law enforcement apparatus. It's like Iranian hackers, Russian hackers, Chinese hackers, North Korean hackers. It seems like right. all of these uh, uh, tech, all of these password two-step whatever. There seems to be a way in. Uh, and but but on the Apple, like for them to take this approach, and they must they must think that if we presented, we're doing this under the guise of protecting children who can be against that, and yeah, who can be against children? You know, basically, the uh, they're saying that they're going to be looking for this imagery in three particular areas on the iPhone: the messages, the iCloud photos, and the Siri and search feature. So if you're Basically, I don't know what it hey, is. What sort of, I mean, sorry, but what sort of an hey, asshole is asking Siri if Siri can find any child porn? One who wants to find How much of a fucking dummy That's do you true. have to be? I mean, I ask. Uh, the, hey, Google. I asked, uh, I asked for a knock-knock joke, so other people must be asking for different things. I guess. But the thing is, the whole marketing campaign of Apple for the last three, four years has been... It's your stuff, and now they're they're taking a hit on that front. No shit, you know. As I guess they should, but they they must think that any anytime you mention they must child, think, they must think that they're imagery. not going to accidentally finger somebody 
who absolutely is not guilty, right? They right. must they either either I'm right about my conspiracy theory, or they fully believe in the algorithm uh, to the point where they know that it can never make a mistake, right. which is absurd. It's the absurd. algorithm is going to make a mistake. So even if it makes a mistake one out of every billion times, how many? photographs have i taken in the last uh decade on my google phone like i have no idea but it's tens of thousands of photographs including dozens of them of my naked children in a bathtub right right? we have lots of little kid naked little kids but the thing is like the 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 justification for doing something wrong doesn't change the fact that you're doing something wrong i mean i thought the whole it's not like apple was like for protecting people who commit acts of terrorism right? right Their whole argument was like, I know it's fucked up. What this person did was fucked up. I hope you pursue whatever is available to you in the, in the courts and, and sentence them appropriately. But we're not going to, you know, like the meatloaf thing, I won't do that. Like, it's the I'm final not nail that. in the coffin right. to you don't actually own anything that happens on your phone. So when you buy something from – you buy a piece of digital media from Amazon, you don't actually own that. You've bought the rights to it for right. now. Right. And at any point, Amazon can say, fuck off. Right. I'm actually going to – we don't – we're not going to continue to pay the rights owner for this. So now our customer, who we sold this to for $20 back in 2011, is no longer permitted access to that thing. Right. right? And, I, and I can't pull the information out, but I think this is – is it not limited to American? I like. I think like in Europe when they have. I think they in other locations they may have different, like stronger privacy yeah, laws. Some stronger privacy laws were it may don't I could be or wrong. More on transparent, this, but like if, this. Actually, the government owns your phone laws. I, I think they're stronger on the privacy front over there and whatever. You know, but like it, to me, it seems like if Apple is doing this, like Google and Facebook and the rest. Have already given that up. I mean, I think there was a whole brouhaha where uh, Facebook was going to be able to read your WhatsApp messages, or at least like advertise to you right. on WhatsApp, and which wasn't before they bought it was like a a secure and you know like end to end. Basically, it was at least promoted that way. But it does. There doesn't seem to be a corner with the giant tech companies where you can have some privacy. Now, maybe there's enough people that say, you know what, I'm not sharing kitty porn i'm not committing terrorist acts so who the fuck cares right until until someone that you know who is innocent of the crime of which they are being accused is has their life ruined right. by mere accusation and that's right. all it takes in this sort in this sort of case like if we complain about uh fucking comedians and 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 shitty media men having their lives ruined by being accused of having uh, a bad date or whatever. Right, right. And they, now they have to drop out of polite society like for Aziz four years. Or right. So, like, Aziz gets, you know, has to go away for a little while. Like, that's nothing compared to an accusation of kitty porn. Right. Like, that, that, that just ends your public that's life it, yeah. at that point. And there's never any coming back from it. If I were incredibly, because I won't say credibly accused, if I were incredibly <laughs> accused yeah. of possessing these sorts of thing could i show my face in the neighborhood again right like no. even even if the people who know me sort of don't believe it it's always in the back of their fucking right. head like yeah like how do you ever look at that person how do you ever say can you watch my kid after school again right. Right. after that right, right. like and you would never forgive yourself yeah, never, as a parent yeah. even if you know in your heart it's like well it's not true but there's that little niggling right. thing in the back of your brain that says ah are you yeah, sure because people have gone know? off on technicalities. Like right. Bill Cosby did yeah. all of the things, but basically they just didn't follow the proper procedures, and he's right. off. And right? It, so and like, it sounds like, like I'm, you it got sounds like I'm complaining about uh, 
hypo- so that's the problem right. is that you're automatically worried about hypotheticals right. when or you, a slippery slope or, or a slippery slope yeah. when you start talking about something like this but this is not a question of hypotheticals this is how like i mean it is sort of a question but, of but what's the right but. answer though like the right answer is that it's largely unpoliceable because of the technology that we've developed and yeah. the technology but that they, we all use. I think that's like so, an, like, don't even try. Right, I think that's an unsatisfactory answer, like what Lori is kind of alluding to, which is like you have to do something. Right? This is like this problem. It's the I same prob- as the mask. Right? Like, we we probably do, don't even like, have a full scope of how big of a problem this is because right, it's just such a weird thing. Before, yeah, yeah, it's such a weird thing, but it must be such a big problem. But I, I always think like. If in Apple's case, if you were saying that we agree that that is wrong, like an act of terror is wrong, but there are certain things that we won't breach, uh, that should still hold today. Like this is wrong, but we won't because basically my concern is not somebody in, in you know being accused who's innocent, although that can happen. I'm saying if you're in and you're able to search my stuff for a good reason, right. You're in my system to search for any reason, right? right? I mean, you can. Right. I mean, That's you're the, in. The, yeah. moral, the moral of the story here is what I was trying to get at earlier, which is that you don't own anything about nothing is private, and you don't own anything as it relates to your relationship with big tech, whether it's the phone in your pocket or the app or the algorithm or the the Nest Mini sitting on your countertop playing your your NPR station in the morning weather. Like, you cannot expect to have any level of privacy or ownership over the data that exists within those those pieces of technology. And to believe otherwise is to be fooling do, yourself. Do, would it be an acceptable and basically terrible bargain? Like, basically, like, all we can tell people is just, like, full disclosure, there's no privacy online. Yeah. Right? And yeah. basically, like, if we just say, if we just lower the expectation... Uh, that's where your their expect your expectation should have been there this right, whole time. Right, you're dealing with the internet. But they make it. Appear we watched so that secu- whole movie last night. Right, but they make it seem so secure, like your eye, your whatever, mm. your fingerprints, your two step, the whatever. But it seems like there's a way in. So like, there's no expectation of privacy. Yeah. Online, and so do you think that, that could be just like the solution? Like, Again, just like we said the other night, the expectation should be everything you see on the internet is a lie right, and yeah. doesn't belong to you. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not. It's I not don't a, know when people right. got so comfortable with nudes just flying around right. cyberspace, but like, don't send nudes to people. Right. Like. Maybe, they maybe think, don't like, do that if because, you don't want them out there. Because Get pe- photos pe- done. People are probably sharing these things in a private and comfortable. But it's not. Once it goes in, up, it's it's that's it. If it's, it's on your Google Photos, right. it's right. You can get to it from any computer in the world. Right, and and that's the, the all of the people. I mean, I'm not going anywhere because, from you know, from one place to another, it'll be the same. So it's not like the iPhone privacy people, who are like championing Tim Cook and them for this position can now go to Google or right. some other company because they're also doing similar things. Or at least yeah. they, they never made the claim that they're for privacy. They're just like, we're just trying to help you It reminds me of when Google finally introduced the ability for you to see where someone else was on Google Maps. Yes. And to, like, share your trip progress on, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. on yeah. Google Maps. I had been complaining for years because I was like, look – I know that you know where I am all the time. <laughs> and I know that you know where Lori is all the time. So why can't we share that information with one another? Basically, since- Bob doesn't want to let me know where he is because it's too much effort to send a text. <laughs> so he just has Google do it. <laughs> right, which, is which is great. It's great. I'll take it. 
Anyway, I think that's the level of disclosure that Dude. Apple has just done. Is they've just admitted the thing yeah. that we all already knew, which is that they're constantly looking at everything going on on your phone. Do you think that uh, that's an acceptable th- position? Or do you think there are, should be companies, especially the big ones, because basically all the tech companies you can buy phones from are no, the I big ones. No, I don't think that it's think reasonable that- to expect them to respect your privacy because their entire yeah, no. their entire profit scheme is based on not respecting it. Yeah, I'm saying like. Are you comfortable with that? Or do you think that, No, that, I wish I could get rid of the phone. Right, like right. I, I well, really Well, but you can is the thing. Like you could live a different life where you don't use their services. Right. And and I could remove all of the little Google devices from the home yeah. and I could I could go back to just browsing the internet on the on the computer sitting at and and I could use DuckDuckGo or whatever instead of uh Google. Like you could. It's just that it, you do ha- you do find that to be an acceptable trade-off that your every bit of what you do is recorded in every way and information is stored somewhere and it'll probably never be accessed but it might and you wouldn't be using the things that you're using if that weren't acceptable to you. And yeah, I think a lot of people aren't aware of that and yeah, they should be. I don't right. know why they ever thought yeah. that this was private. It's the World Wide Web. Be- yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it I, started off this right. way, and and that's true of like you know companies give the illusion of privacy. Like Apple, they've I think yeah, they've, had, the they've, they've had Super Bowl ads talking up their privacy. Um, they like, have an all- ad that runs right now that's actually really you know as ads go, it's a really good ad where they have that dopey guy walking around and all of these people keep showing up in his life and he gets back to his apartment and his apartment is just full of all the pop-up oh, ads yeah. and, the, and the emails that he's been getting. That's right, I've seen and that, And then yeah. he hits like the button on his phone and they all disappear. Disappear, yeah. Right, it's a, an effective ad, but it's complete fucking it, bullshit. It's true because actually uh, the, the uh, latest version of the iOS, which is a software that's on the iPhone, um, they came up with the privacy-focused... Uh, every app that's on your phone, it'll give you a message separate from the app saying, do you want them to track your stuff? Right, the thing that Facebook freaked out right, about. Right, that they right. freaked out. And, and Facebook will give you a message like, hey, press allow. Right. Don't be a fucking dick. <laughs> right. But yeah. then when, when they give you that message, then I, Apple's like, what do you want to do? Right. And then mo- I think there was like a stat. It was like 85% say, fuck it, don't track me. Right. I don't know what these 15% are doing. Maybe they were convinced by the glossy message from Facebook right. or whatever. But they were pushing that in the latest version, right, to say that these apps are not tracking you uh, like that commercial where basically that's what they're getting at. Like you looked at something here and now it's following you with an ad there because it's tracking you. To go from one version of the iOS doing that to now saying we can go in, but we're only in your shit for good reasons. Right. We're just going to hand everything over to the cops. (laughs) We are now narcs. Right. And, And today it's, you know, good reasons. Tomorrow it could be some other reason. But, wait, once- but you, you that what reason besides good reasons? No, what I'm saying is like if you're in, yeah, you're I understand in, right? that. Yeah, but-, but if you're in for bad reasons and you find what it comes, no, 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 no it's but, not. But, but, so it's again. So this is a conversation that I've been trying to explain for 15 years now. No, since Edward Snowden, which is that the, the, what matters is not the actual thing that's going, not the actual data, but the metadata that they can build. They can build a narrative. But why around, would they do no, that? No, it but, doesn't matter because you watch true crime nonsense all the time. Prosecutors are are motivated to get convictions, so they can right. take the. The metadata from your phone and say, "Oh, you will. You were by the to McDonald's together, at yeah. eight fifteen at yeah, night and if on they a look Thursday." Hard enough, they'll find out I didn't do the thing. Like, 
Right. It's not yeah, only that. Yeah, if you're lucky and there's a Netflix documentary about you 10 years after you've been rotting away in prison, they might figure that out. Right. My, my position is, I think I, you know, I don't, I'm not doing, I'm not doing anything, right? Not to make this tired argument that I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah, says but, the guy. Yeah, sure. Surrounded by various arsons <laughs> and, and and highway shootings around Atlanta. Every time I'm out of Atlanta, How's I almost... How's Atlanta doing this weekend, I, I, huh? I almost hope something happens there to say <laughs> I wasn't there when that happened, but... um going to be a surprising Sunday, late Sunday <laughs> evening fire just my, north of the perimeter. <laughs> my whole point is, when you say, I have... I'm, I'm going to have access to your stuff for good reasons. I think the more honest thing should be, I have access to your stuff, yeah. right? Because yeah. the second part of that equation is just you cover, basically trying to dress it up for a good. Like once you have access to my stuff, just say when we feel like it, right. and we're doing it for good reasons, and I I'll take them at their word, right? But you have access to my stuff, right? I no longer you can no longer claim that this is a private thing. Right. This is now something that we both have access to, and that's fine, but like, don't try to make it as it's not that. And as long as if they just communicated that, I'd be fine with it. Yeah. Do whatever. I mean, my uh, I was just looking at my phone. I should turn this off, but like on Google, whatever, like it'll sometimes ask you, like, are you at this location or are you at that location? And then it's like, oh, you were here six years ago, whatever. And I'm just looking. It's just reminding it you me that they're there for you. The times I was here. Right. Yeah. Like the dates, you know, I can tell yeah. like what date. It was basically like July of 2019, October of 2018. Were yeah. The last two times. Basically, it just knows the date. Yeah. And then if I click on those dates, I'll say, oh, you took you a shit then. in the bathroom. <laughs> we were, yeah. <laughs> you we ate re- peanut we butter. We remember that. Do you right. remember that? Because we remember. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And it's good we to make it. Right I don't here. remember that. I'm like, okay. We're reminding you, know? you that we remember. Right. And so if something happened, it could be exculpatory information. I was here. I was not in Atlanta. That fire started on That's what I'm saying. Right. It's going to save me one day. And I'll, it can it do, will it will do find the truth. Like, yes, it can make truths. But if you look at actual, what are, you, what, are, looking, what are humans better at? Interacting with reality and recognizing the true nature of it, or building narratives. If you out leave of, it to uh, an algorithm, in, you take humans out of, out of the problem. Data points. Right, no, but, this is without humans. This is get, let the robots take care right. of it. And maybe uh, I would have taken a different approach. <laughs> I would have taken a different approach if it. Uh, this is before the people accuse me of arson, but now that they do, I want information. I want data. What if the data suggests that there was plenty of time no, for I, you to leave your phone at your apartment and drive out to the Arby's and light it on fire? No, I give my phone to somebody else. <laughs> That's the other thing I don't know. Like my phone was there, but I could. Yeah, I don't know. But I think I'm. I, I guess I. I think on um, intellectual basis, I am for the phone being private and all that stuff, but. In real world, I'm like, ah, close enough. Like, whatever. This is good enough. Most of the time, they're not going to find you out, you know? Nobody cares about me, the person. You know, there's so many of us. Like, who has time to be, like, sorting out all of these people for what stupid gif or, you know, meme that they're sharing with their friends on WhatsApp, you know? You've been listening to Cast Iron Brains, a podcast with Bob and Abe. Live from the... Live from the from college dormitory. In person. <laughs> yes. Recorded all in one place. Yes. You can find the show on Facebook or Twitter. Just Google us on your Apple iPhone device. Make sure you don't have any kitty porn on there. <laughs> you can also find us. Um, Just don't send it to us if you do. Yes. But right. also so, don't so have any on there. Angle. And uh, Dan Savage actually raised this, oh. which is he's got a thousand unread 
messages in his <laughs> like Instagram or whatever. Right. So somebody sends him a, a private message. He's a public person. He doesn't have time or the inclination to go through and read every fucking private DM that somebody is sending him. Who knows what fucking pictures are attached to no, there that are now true. saved on his phone because of the, the way the thing but works. But they also know that he hasn't opened those emails. Right. Is that a defense? It's... It's a fact. If that it email hasn't matter. been opened, it pre- hasn't been opened. Yeah, you, you don't trust our process to, to adjudicate yeah, present that uh, the to sort the of jury. <laughs> and say, oh, oh, wow. You have a thousand unopened kitty porns on your... Uh... Is it not time to get to them? You can make red Let's not disparage unread, Dan right? Savage you can make, anymore. You know, anyway, yeah. you can find uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, head over to brainiron.com or castironbrains.com. Don't forget to send us an email or a text message or a Facebook message or whatever. With your short description of how you would describe the show to uh, friends or family, if you were so inclined, which I you know, don't feel bad. I know that you're not inclined to share our work with other people. That's fine. But if you had to because your job is to talk to them about your life. Uh, how would you explain would our you show explain to it? other right. people? Yes. The opening and closing themes of the show were composed by Mark Gillig, whose band uh, you can find at tetramermusic.com. That's T-E-T-R-A-M-E-R music.com. Good rock and roll music there. Let's see. We watched the net at a, at a volume that w- it could not be heard last <laughs> night like while we sat in the living room and yapped at one another. We, we did. It was really good. And, uh, it was not good. I, 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 it turns out Dennis Miller was in that movie. I don't also, remember a lot of I'm things. I'm an unapologetic fan of Dennis Miller, no matter how uh, cranky and obnoxious also, he got in his old age. Two out of the three people on this podcast think Sandra Bullock is like, I, why, yes. why is there Sandra Bullock? And one third of us thinks that Me. she's great. I know. I, <laughs> I think a great, great... Uh, Actress, it, it, to let's want, put it know. this way: It is not at all surprising to me that a person who has uh, vigorously defended Hillary Clinton's <laughs> physical appearance in the past is also coming to the plate for Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I still maintain uh, the the things people were saying about whatever. <laughs> and also, whose <laughs> outlook on dating is "Leave me alone." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm quite the authority on <laughs> this sort of thing. But Sandra Bullock is great. She was she had a nice run in the '90s, and uh, I was surprised to hear take, uh, all of these negative comments. It's not a negative. It's just a it's a mystification at why is she popular. So I I don't understand why Sandra Bullock, of all of the various yeah. actresses, rose to the cream of the '90s crop and became America's but sweetheart in the absence the of, of Julia Roberts in her, being available but she's that not, day. She's not bigger or whatever. You know, there were enough roles to go around. You know, she had her. It's yeah, not but like, why she, she, Sandra Bullock. She's not a particularly good actress. I don't think she's particularly. She's not a pretty. bad actress. She, though. She's, she's serviceable. Not a good one. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, what is it like? You want like a solid like? I want Rachel McAdams. I, I want Rachel McAdams over and over and over again. Yeah, McAdams is great. I am very aroused. Right. <laughs> I can't, I'm like, yeah, she's fine. Uh, but Bullock no, is serviceable. The, that should be the right. standard. Kate Winslet. Like, yeah, when, oh, yeah. Give me good actress, also pretty. Sandra Bullock is you fine know, and fine, and I feel like there's got to be better ones out there. I think there. that I don't want you to be like too pretty or distractingly Clearly. not. Right? Like, there's like a sweet spot. Like, I don't want it to be like distracting. She's, in so Jessica, direction. she's Jessica basically. Alba with she's right. basically. But like, Jessica like not a good actress, but so I just watched her fine. just. Talk, no, she's, she's. So Sandra Bullock is basically Nev Campbell. 
but she has a way better career than Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell is a fine, like, mediocre actress, and she's kind of pretty. But, Nev Campbell, but she's not, like, leading it, lady pretty. She's not leading not lady the, good. But it's not the prettiest. Basically, it's, like, comfortable in the whatever you're watching them in. Like, Nev Campbell's more on the stiff side. Like, she's fine. She's serviceable, but she's, like... No, she's not charming. Yeah. The, like, I recognize that people are charmed by Sandra Bullock right, for yeah. some reason. She, it doesn't work reason, on me. She's charming. What do you mean? For some reason. Anyway. Dare you. Anyway, the net is not that good. Yeah, I will say. No, I, the net is good. It's not a very good movie, but, you know. We learned a lot about the internet, which is why we talked about it tonight. Right. Last night. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. What so else? Uh, we finished The Suicide Squad. Gets a thumbs up-ish from me. Um, I, I liked think- the... The, it was shiny and fast. Just do that. I'm going to continue watching these uh, cartoonish movies, but I am not a, a fan of them. Like, uh, it was easily – so for me, it's easily better than most yeah. of the Marvel movies. Yes, it was way better. Really? Yes. yes. And I think that that is largely because of the tone that it strikes yeah, about it's the itself. Tone. That is – they're not taking themselves seriously? Yes. Right. Okay. It's a dumb cartoon movie. No, I, I, What's to take seriously here? I, I think – I made it, made this point. Yes, I just want a story to have a story. Right. Yeah. It can't just be. You can do stuffed. that without. So I. And was, I just don't want melodrama. Is yeah. What I've figured out is Bob I and just I decided don't want something. the Marvel movies are just a fucking long stupid soap like, opera. No, and I don't. Yeah. I don't fucking but care like you about said, your it's stupid low melodrama. Stakes, but melodrama. Right. And my problem is that it's too big, which is why I don't like the Lord of the Rings movies. Like, you are asking way too much of me to care about this many things going on right. all at once. And what I liked about that Suicide Squad movie, I didn't see the one before it. I, I didn't I need it, to. I heard it was I bad. Don't, yeah. Like, it felt just like, here's your movie. Right. That That's all. That's Here's my gift. To you. I made you this movie. Right. Which, it did feel like they made a movie. They yeah. made a big, shiny movie <laughs> with flowers and starfish. Like... They made a big, shiny, colorful movie. Yeah, there's a couple movie. of really good set pieces. Like, I liked Har- when Harley Quinn goes nuts and, and kills all those bad guys. That was fun. It's a movie that's, like, I don't recommend it because I can't, you can't broadly it's recommend an violent. incredibly violent right. movie. Very, like very, that. very violent. Uh, but yeah, if you're fine with watching people be murdered in Silly like, violence. literally Quentin dozens Tarantino of different ways, Kill oh, Bill, way worse than Kill that. Kill Bill violence. No, yeah. Even worse than that. Yeah. Well, more bodies than that. Uh, but what else we've been watching? Gory. Anything? I uh, before I came, it was like Wednesday or a few days ago. I went to go see this movie that's like not a big movie, but it had to do with some Somalians, and it's called Escape from Mogadishu, which oh. is a city in Somalia. And the story is like in the early nineties, as today, North and South Korea, n- not on friendly terms, right? But they both had uh, consulates or embassies. They had a f- foothold in Somalia, which was teetering on civil war, right? North Korea? Had- North Korea and South Korea. So I didn't know. I've never heard of this story before. Me neither. I guess there was a Seoul Olympics. I forgot about this kind of like memory hole. Was that like 88 88, or right, yeah. yeah. So this is like taking place around 90. And the country of Somalia, as it's today, is uh, very volatile, right? <laughs> and um, the, the story is about the Korean diplomats trying to get the government, the government that's currently in place, to favor the North versus the South mm-hmm. and vice versa. So there's a lot of, like, fuck those people, fuck our people, and the civil war breaks loose, and no one is coming to save them. And those two... 
diplomatic people. There's like, you know, six people on one side, six people on the other side with their families. The North Koreans and the South Koreans yeah, have to unite they have to get to out of there unite, together. Yeah, yeah. But then when they unite and they survive all of the crazy Somalians shooting at them, and by the way, not all. All of them are actual Somalians. Like I could, t- like the primary, you can, you can pick them out. Yeah, like the primary, the primary actors were Somalian, but there was some random filler, like just shooting was at it people. An American I don't know made the fuck that guy. What's that? Was it an American-made movie? It was a Korean. It was like subtitles. It, it was a South Korean movie. Oh, okay. Uh, and so basically, and actually, they I think just I was, found black people. I was like the only like non-Korean in the, mm. the theaters. All these old people, like, oh, I remember this, and I'm just sitting here. <laughs> I guess rooting for the other. I don't know. But <laughs> kill all, kill them both. No, I was rooting for the South Koreans. But uh, but anyways, in the movie, like they, they tell a story. This is what poor, happened. They were again. Abe yeah. and his fellow Somalians never get to go to the movies to root the, for their own yeah, people. Yeah, this is the third movie I've seen in the theater. Captain Phillips, uh, Black Hawk Down, and now it's it's never like vacation in Mogadishu. It's always somebody's getting fucked. But. It ends. Could you get a job in a Hollywood writer's room just based on, <laughs> this, on the previous 45 seconds? Yeah. I think you probably could. Yes, diver- I mean, diversity, right, diversity yeah. Yeah. in employment is important That's right. for that reason. But the movie was great in only one respect. It just had it just told a simple story. There wasn't a lot of mm. whatever. But at the end, basically, like the, the North Koreans are, you know, even 30 years ago, they didn't have shit, you know. Uh, and they had to team up with the south and when they got when they were uh once they got past whatever i think they ended up in the italian embassy like basically the north koreans they had connections like the the ussr side and the south koreans had like the western world so they're trying to find people to save them and when they did then they had to like pretend that they're all Fuck the North and right. fuck the South because if they said, "Oh, we teamed up," the North Koreans would be all killed, right. you know. And then the movie just ends, and it was like, "Oh, this is a pleasant." I mean, a lot of violence and people died, but it was a pleasant story. There right. was no fucking star-shaped thing <laughs> destroying yeah. buildings. It, it, this is an adult movie telling an right. adult yeah. story. Yeah, a bummer story. Sounds like. Oh yeah, I I was pleasant. I was more bummed with the. Whatever the what was it Suicide Squad and Free Guy and uh, Snake Eyes a lot of just mm. rough stretch of movies. I don't appreciate. I mean, this is obviously they can call their movie what they want to call their movie, but you're going to call your GI Joe movie Snake Eyes <laughs> after a, a mere twenty five fewer than twenty five years after the Brian De Palma classic starring Nicolas Cage, uh, Snake Eyes, which I saw with my brother and my grandfather in the theaters in nineteen ninety eight. Objectively, it wasn't highly. Somehow you criticized. remember that. I remember that. Yeah, that's funny. By the way, I want to uh, correct the record here. Lori is no longer absolutely certain that it was me who went no, with her to the concert. That the Wednesday thing. The Wednesday, the Wednesday concert. I remember, I remember no being kidding. there. I remember she being there. She believes now that it might, in fact, have been as I suggested at the time. <laughs> some other dude. <laughs> the one time you may have been right. That's right. <laughs> Let us make a big. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I would buy if it, you know. I would yeah. buy it. Look at that. Anyway, I uh, <laughs> we've been going for. Almost two and a half hours oh, was now. Like the, Normal time? The electricity stuff, you know, sure. It'll be a fun edit for me yeah. sometime later. You uh, got anything else for us tonight, Abe? Nope. I guess that's all we've got for tonight, then. And we will talk to you next time. Later. Yeah.
like it. <laughs> the power could go out and we could keep going. Sitting here in the dark. If the power goes out? It's, it's it, got a it's, battery. It's got a battery. Although we never tested it, I may not do the whole two hours, but I'll do most of it. Two hours, no. Well, it wouldn't it would save, though. Yeah, it'll save whatever you recorded. That's cool. But yeah. What are humans better at? Interacting with reality and recognizing the true nature of it or building narratives out of uh, in, out of inconsistent data points? And, and full disclosure, I, I think I'm the only one in this uh, room that has kitty porn, right? Yeah, I'm one of these people. Quite the authority on kitty porn. <laughs> building narratives out of inconsistent data points. I want Rachel McAdams. I want Rachel McAdams over and over and over again. Bonus if you can find a way to explain it to Rachel McAdams that I want to fuck Rachel McAdams over and over and over again. Building narratives out of inconsistent data points. <laughs> mission statement is leave me alone but like some of my like half of my friends are still this is Abe talking to his balls right now <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> if balls could sue the host they would have a long time ago but 